Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast, episode 142. Uh, title this one, Con, Con Pies en la Tierra, is, is what we're calling the show. At least that's what I titled it when I was setting it up. Con los pies en la tierra for, for, for Mexico fans and uh, other other World Cup fans. Uh, my name is John Jagu. Glad to have you with us tonight. It's uh, We are in the throes of uh, what's been a... I guess I would use the word intriguing World Cup. It's been kind of baffling, just a little, just just weird, uh, just weird things have been happening. Uh, but the, the game has been very entertaining, and uh, you know we have these uh, an, another week's worth of group stage games left. We're halfway through the second round of the group stage. Brazil plays tomorrow. Mexico plays uh, Saturday. England plays Sunday. So uh, a very uh, a very good-looking weekend for those. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the group stages will uh, wrap it up with uh, the third game on uh, Monday through Thursday of next week. But we are uh, – I'm not, I'm not necessarily on cloud nine like I was uh, as, as, uh, as a fan on Sunday or even Monday and Tuesday, as, as I'm sure most of, uh, most of you who follow Mexico were – Probably down to the lot cloud six, but we need to, like I said, we need to keep our feet on the ground. It's, uh, it's it was a big win, but just the win, just the win, just the win in, in the group. You know, if, if you don't qualify out of the group stage, what good is it going to do you to beat Germany? So let's uh, uh, Mexico should finish uh, taking care of business, make it count, and we'll talk about that tonight on the Cantina Mix podcast. We're talking World Cup. I don't think we're going to get to any Chivas talk, but we'll probably have like five Chivas on, which means we probably. So, but uh, joining us out in uh, Long Beach, California, is El Profe Juan Uribe. Profe, how are you, sir? Uh, hey, good, good evening, John. I'm great, man. I'm awesome. How are you doing? Well, I'm I'm very happy that you're with us, Profe, because uh, you know one of the things that uh, we don't necessarily do as much on the Cantina Mekis podcast is is to talk tactics. Uh, one, because uh, why would I need to talk tactics when you have someone like you who understands uh, the tactical side of the game a lot better than I ever would. And uh, so we could certainly uh, uh, talk a little bit about that tonight and uh, just uh, the games in general. But uh, before we got on the air, Profe, I was, I was asking you about the Argentina-Croatia game, which ended 3-0 for, uh, for Croatia. It seemed like e- e- even without the ball, uh, Croatia was in complete control of the game uh, in, in, almost in its entirety. And they ended up getting the, the big, big win to uh, push them into the – into the uh, second round. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you, you know what? You know, to be honest, John, I haven't seen the the whole game, but I just think they're they're just line up uh, questions with uh, with Argentina. You know, as far as as far as the player pool. And his uh, his lineup choices that Sampaoli had, uh, and 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 actually I, I was in the middle of watching a a replay of it, so I, I've caught a little bit. It, it, it does look like uh, you know Croatia's uh, just keeping them in check and kind of haven't really brought on the you know haven't stepped their foot foot on the gas or anything like that. Right, you know, and and we've we've all known for you know at least the last, you know, you know definitely since the last World Cup and even you know a couple of Euros before that, that, that Croatia is a team that could, uh, I mean, 
you know, they, they have a bunch of talented players, but it never really seemed to put it all together in international tournaments. They always seem to crash out uh, in the in the group stage. You know, even in the Eurocopa, they 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 crashed out a couple times in that. So, but but everyone knew that they were a team that that was capable. And I think a lot of Mexico fans uh, uh, last uh, in the last World Cup, you know, I always had that at the back of their head, you know, because these guys are pretty good. You know, they have you know a, a top quality midfield. They have a really good. Uh, uh, a, very, a very good striker, and then have you know a, a, so the supporting players have been outstanding, and uh, you know, and, and and it really is a testament, uh, in my opinion, to to how well Mexico played, and how well uh, Piojo had that team ready for them when they played Croatia three years ago to dominate them the way they did, because you know Croatia, you know, proved today that that, that they can be an, an extremely effective side, and that's uh, now I don't know, I, I I do understand that they were gifted uh, a goal the, the first goal that uh, that Argentina or that the Croatia scored was on a on a on a terrible uh, play of the goal he was uh, trying to pass to one of his defenders Caballero was and he just just served up a, a volley for the Croatian player number 18 it just just blasted in the corner of the net and then yeah. uh, both both Modric and Rakitic both scored to to uh, lock it up and those are probably their uh, their two best players, right? Oh, wow. Uh, there's no, no question. And then Modric, and he scored, in my opinion, the goal of the tournament so far, because he, you know, he put two moves on a guy. He went one way, went one way, went another way, and then, uh, you know, whipped it around the player and and then just barely bent it inside. I mean, it was just an absolutely absolutely gorgeous shot. It was it was it was a veritable golazo. And, is that uh, is that is that what they call the, the traje de torero? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was impressive. And then Rakitic, you know, just uh, uh, sealed it on a counterattack there late, late in the game. You, but, you, you know what? What I don't understand, John, and maybe, maybe you, you, you probably have a question about this too. Is you have a, a goalie? He's played what three, three professional games in like the last two years. Um, that that mistake you mentioned that might be the reason uh, he was a Man- he was a Manchester City goalie uh, under Pep. And then they brought in, uh, you know, they let they let him walk on a free transfer to Chelsea, um, and he hasn't really played. He's played like three three league games, I think, total in, in like two years. So you you think, uh, or or not not two years, but in the, you know this this past season, and then you have uh, you know goalies like Marchesin that didn't they didn't get a call up, Nahuel Guzman that plays every day with Tigres. In, in well, the- Nahuel is on the team. But he's probably the third, uh, the third goalkeeper. And this guy, if I'm not mistaken, is is the goalkeeper for uh, River Plate, is he not? Oh, uh, uh, who Caballero? Uh, yeah. No, I, I was checking his profile. He's he's signed for Chelsea, man. Oh, I thought I thought he was River Plate's goalkeeper. No, he he signed for Chelsea, but he doesn't play. He he was because uh, um, I looked up his profile because the last thing I remember about him was he was at uh, Manchester City when. Uh, when uh, uh, what's his name got shipped out, uh, uh, Hart, right? And, and he was he was playing with Pep, and then see I check his profile, and it shows him still at Chelsea, unless unless he just signed for River Plate. You know, uh, we do have we do have some correspondence coming in from Argentina. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, that, that's just me. That's just me. We should we should Dan, do that. To Dano, poor, Dano Pazman. <laughs> to poor Dano. So, 
Now, here's a question I have for you, Senator. I know, you know, Sampaoli obviously is a very good coach. He's got, he has gotten uh, very good results with, uh, with, you know, he obviously with Chile and, uh, and other places. I don't, I don't necessarily would, would, would pin the blame on him as, as much as, like you said, he, he needs more time. But if you don't have time, Juan, if you were preparing a team for a tournament and you just didn't have that much time, what, what, what would you do? as a coach to get, to get your team, you know, as, as, as prepared as possible to play that tournament. I mean, what, what would you work on in order for that to happen? Um, I think you, you, you work on your, your defensive organization or, or either that, or just bring in uh, guest players. <laughs> special, like, special guest players, like the love boat, like every week have a, a new, a new cast of uh, folks that come on. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, just find, you know, you know what, um, what I remember, uh, you know, back, uh, this, this was a good example, uh, when Hugo Sanchez, when he, when he got the, the, the Mexico, I think the first game he lost to, to the United States, but one of his first games, uh, I think, I think it was against Colombia. Me estoy avergonzado. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, definitely the way they fired him. And, uh, you know, you know what? You know what? San Paulo and Hugo Sanchez got two sim- two similarities in their squad selection. Um, Iguain, I think he's like the Argentine version of Paleta Esqueda, the guy that missed all the the goals against uh, what was it Haiti? I, I the, well, he and 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 Santi Fernandez were were going toe to toe to see who could miss worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a really <laughs> historic and you know it's a thought provoking game as far as you know how the hate. The Haiti defense uh, rolled over, but um, I, I I lost my train of thought. <laughs> hey John, I guess it was BS. No, you're talking about uh, uh, San Paulo, San Paulo, and Sanchez. How, how similar they were, but 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 the you know the crux of this to me is I mean I understand putting together your system, but she's right. like, it just seems like you know if if you just don't have that much time, then then then, then maybe keep it real. You know, like you said, do that. I mean, where is Argentina's creativity on the set piece? I mean, if you guys, I mean, Argentina for years, years, if they had problems scoring, which, which, you know, every team does, then, then they, you know, they, they pull out a, a, a set piece that they use, that you still talk about 20 years later, like the one they did against England in the round of 16 in the, uh, uh, with that game where Michael Owen scored that great goal. Argentina answered with a uh, with a absolute goal of their own, and you, you, you're not seeing that either. And 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 then don't take this the wrong way, but the way that Argentina's playing right now reminds me a lot of the of the of, of the last few months of the of the Chepo de la Torre uh, era in Mexico, where where you know that it's a good team, and you know they have good players, but for whatever reason, it's just not working right now. And I think that's where Argentina is. Is it is, it is just not working for them right now. And oh. you know, there there's some guys that I think that they could put, they could put out there that could you know m- maybe make things work a little better. Yeah, this is this is where I was going with my comment, John. Was Hugo? I, I think in one of his friendlies, one of his first friendlies, uh, it was against, getting yeah, out of Colombia. Uh-huh. Yeah, against Colombia, he he brought in Bofo, um, of Enado Medina and Omar Bravo, and he saved them for the second half. He brought them in. I think there was like 30 minutes left. I, I think the game was tied at that point. And then, you know, he subbed in the, the three guys um, that played together at the club level, and they pretty much they solved the game for, for him. And, and it was because, you know, at the national team level, you usually you have uh, better players, but 
the player these three guys maybe they were they were average quality for the Mexican pool but they had the chemistry you know playing together for for years in, in at Chivas and I think maybe uh I I, I think so, the, the problem with Sampaoli is he doesn't have a, a base of players um to bring in that play his style that play his system to kind of fit in other players you know what I mean so so you're well, right. See, but, but again, again, and it goes back to why on earth are you trying to install, you know, a complicated system that the players aren't necessarily used to when you just don't have the time to do it? You mentioned, uh, you know, with Duca, where he just he told the guys, okay, what, you know, what do you guys feel comfortable in? You guys have the. And he just went three five two. Every you know that was like the they work with the new their roles and the three five two, right? You know, I mean the the three five two five three two. Yeah. In, in my personal opinion, is the is is the uh, is is the is the premium formation for a Mexican national team just because of historically they've had such great carrileros. Uh, uh, but but now I'm starting to think that the uh, the formation that they trotted out. Uh, by putting Vela in the middle. Uh, now, Profe, did, did that end up being a four-two, uh, a four-two-three-one, or was that a a four-two-one-three? No, two-three-one. So, uh, he tracked the um, the left, the his left back. So, anytime Ozo. Or you know the guys side were were wide, but Layun take freedom to almost you know we're kind of so I I, I agree with you was and then based on how they were marked uh, to me it, it does look like a four two three one and and them you know sure they just they just uh, may, may, Mexico, you know what, man? Um, Mexico just outplayed them. They had a better, they had a better system because they were more. They they really they respected Germany and they said, hey, look, this is how we can we can even even the odds and and Germany was more like, hey, this is a this is a, a group of players that should be enough, you know, no no tactics really involved. It right. seemed like it, anyways. Well, I mean, I mean, it just. It... I mean, it seems like they kind of caught Germany a little flat-footed, and uh, and 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 kind of did to them what, uh, or, or 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 what Mexico did to them, rather what Germany had done to them previously in the uh, in the in the Confed Cup. You know, pick up a loose ball in the midfield and vamonos. And uh, you know, of course, Germany scored four against Mexico doing that. Mexico could only muster up one, but. Uh, it wasn't for a lack of trying, and the opportunities were there, man. Sure, no, there's no question. I, 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 believe me, I, I just, I just watched. Uh, well, I haven't watched the game a lot. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, uh, watched the game before before we started in here, and the and it was it, what's interesting to me is that on that Losano goal, uh, the, the the his closest defenders, and it, it just makes you wonder, you know, where on earth were the centrales? Were were Osil and Cruz? Yeah. So there was there was no central anywhere near Chucky on that play. Boateng was 15 yards, you know, to his right. You know, Boateng got hung out to dry, dude, because um, 
dude, it's it's like a freaking. You know the way Mexico went out on the field. Like, if I, I mean, you rewatch the game, and and I and I and I, and I, I was watching the game on a tactical cam a little bit, and it's it's like an invitation for Kimmich, the German right back, to push down the wing. Sure. If you notice, they they and then especially with Gallardo, you know, a freaking uh, a debutant basically. Um, he has very few caps with Mexico, uh, and he's uh, he's playing out of position. So, I mean, if you're Germany, you're thinking like, oh, all right, here we go. You know, like, you know, how, how much, what right. else do I, it's, Fresh it's like the plate is, <laughs> you know, the plate is said like, hey, I'm a, I'm a, you know, you know, fuck this. Well, I don't want to get already, but you see my point, right? I mean, you, they're serving it up on a platter for you with right. a bow on it. And so I think Germany takes the bait. <clears throat> and so any, um, any time they would try to switch the plate to him. Uh, whether it was Ozo or, or or somebody else, like that's when they would pounce. They would close the passing lanes, and because Kimmich is so high, you know what what does Ch- Chucky have in front of him? Just a Nothing. ton of space. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, and 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 couple that with the fact that they were they were man marking the the best uh, distributing players in the German backline and the midfield. Uh, you know, Cruz he was pretty much Vela, and Cruz were like. You know, I got in sus chambelanes, you know. Find out what, what, what chewing you I mean, each of y'all is chewing. Yeah, and, and so, like, you know, Cheech really stayed close to Hummels. Um, and yeah. then Cheech also... had as, as good a game as he could have without scoring. I mean, he was – I mean, first of all, he, he sets up the goal. He, 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 he set up Vela. I'm still not sure why. I guess Vela just said run out of gas. He just didn't have the – yeah, that's didn't, what it looked like to me. Steps. Yeah, he just he just didn't because because Cheech is like, dude, I put it right there for you. <laughs> He's like, what more do you want, bro? Like, hey, that's a good wingman. He sets you up for you just you yeah. know smash it in and and you just yeah. Bavela was out of gas and and supposedly the players were they all had the like you know a ton of them had the flu so maybe that party's uh you know that's a little. That's, left them something to remember or something, right? Well, and I will I will say this about Chichen. This is something that I that I was reading in the uh, uh, Martina Palacio posted. I guess it was a German. I don't know if you got a chance to read. Uh, it was uh, a German magazine's uh, a tactical review of, of the game. And is, uh, is that the guy that said Latino como Sagi? No, 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 no. That was uh, that was uh, that that was something else entirely. But. Uh, <laughs> But what what he said, what what struck him, what he said, was the way that the German defenders ignored Chicharito altogether, because Chicharito would would put himself in an offside position on purpose. So they're thinking, oh, well, yeah. this guy's offside, we don't have to wear. And the minute Mexico got the ball back, he would sprint not toward the German goal, but toward toward the Mexican defender. So you know, and then all he has to do is get the ball, and then now he is, you know, and, and we saw that a few times. And you know, definitely on the goal for sure. You're saying you you liked his link up play. His link up play was, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, Chicharito, in my opinion, outside of of Herrera, had 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 an outstanding. Well, they all had an outstanding game, but he but he and Herrera, in my opinion, had the most outstanding games. Well, I mean, you know, Real Madrid supposedly looking at Ache Ache, so. Definitely. Well, it doesn't surprise me because the, the, his coach Lopetegui was his coach at Porto, and then if yeah. he keeps having good work, and if you know if if Mexico has a deep run, and Achiach is playing well, then yeah, he's yes, 
you know, they're not, I mean, he, cause he's not going in as, as a prospect. He's going in as a, as a, as a midfielder. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the soccer nerds guy, he, he came out with an interesting article about Ache Ache where he's, what he's really good at is, uh, not losing. Is that, is that our friend, uh, Tom and Numeritos Harrison or is it, uh, yeah, the, the, other way. Is way. the other guy? No, I, I don't know. It's, it's soccer nerd. So it might be, yeah, but he wrote it. Tom wrote it. Where basically, I mean, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's saying Ache Ache is the perfect uh, modern midfielder because he's good at, at dealing with at the counter press, you know, where if, if where you win, he wins possession and he can, he can hold it long enough to to find a good pass. Um, well, I'll tell you what, man. He was staying home he, uh, big time in the first half. He did not join the attack that much at all. I mean, it, it was it was hammered into his head to uh, to to you know to to stay twenty thirty yards behind the the uh, the Mexican attack. You know, when when they're inside the the the, the attacking third. I mean, he would he would join. Very uh, judiciously, yeah. and, and again, it was his tackle. He, you know, he tackled Querida, and that then that's what sprung. You know, he tackles Querida. Moreno immediately finds uh, Guardado, and or no, he finds Cheech, and then Cheech finds yeah, Guardado, find and, then, and then and then back to Cheech. Y olvida, and yeah, it was. Uh, y, y el recorte que se comió Hummels, that oof, him out of the picture. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's 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 yeah. There was a uh, years ago. There was a. Uh, Texas Longhorns uh, played Kansas State, and they had a really dangerous punt return to Kansas State. And the whole week, the, the Texas coaches, you know, we're not going to kick to him. You know, why would we do that? Blah blah blah. You know, you know, if we kick to him, you know, we might as well. You know what? You know how they are. So in the yeah. fourth quarter, you know, the whole game, the fourth quarter, they kick it to him, and it scores. Obviously, he's just and it was it was an outstanding returner. And on the replay, on the replay, they showed him catch. This is he. This is like a seventy yard run. He catches the ball. And this is from the end zone angle, and then you know he's a little tight, and then they pull out, and he, he's, he's going down the side, and there is not one Longhorn anywhere near him, you know, for forty yards. He just just completely devastated the team. That's kind of like how uh, Chicharito and, and and Lozano left left the Germans on that goal. I mean, there there, uh, there was Boat thing, but Chicharito spun him around a few times, man. He was uh, he had a great game. He had a great oh. game. I, I think Canavaro is still trying to find his ankles from, uh, you know, before the 2010 World Cup. Remember, he, he did it to kind of Fabio Canavaro. Oh, that's right, in, in in Brussels. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. But you know, I mean, to, in, in in fair in fairness to you know Fabio Canavaro, he's already uh, he's only, well, he was in a wheelchair practically, right? <laughs> At that stage of his career. Well, that's true, but you know, he did have a. Uh, a very stellar career at that point, but uh, yeah, I mean, Italy ended up not uh, making it out of the group stage. So here's a scenario, Profit. Uh, so Mexico plays South Korea after after getting a huge win. You know, you know, the the the, the, the letdown is going to be inevitable. It's a totally different style game. Uh, they are certainly not going to take the same approach they took against Germany. They're going to have to uh, proponer the, the, un poco más. Exactly. They, and so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see that uh, that, that that famous rombo formation here. <laughs> that uh, uh, that that we may see, and I, I, I don't know if that if that would necessarily. I, I personally, if I were Professorio, is that I, I would play the same way uh, 
that, that I did against Germany, especially if the Korean wingers like to push up uh, the way that the, that, that, that the German ones did. Well, John, here's the thing. Um, based on the, the – the, Korea's got to get at least a point out of this game, right? Yeah, no, they have to they have, they have to take chances. They 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 have to they have to venture forward. So I think that kind of that could change the game plan a, a little bit. Um, um, I think uh, and knowing Osorio, man, he probably has a game plan for for all the different scenarios. Okay, if if we have to win, I'm gonna play like this. If we have to tie, I mean, because because the Germany game plan didn't he say he drew it up like six months ago? Um, well, I don't know if he said he drew it, but 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 I think that what they were saying is that he spent six months preparing, you know, six months tinkering it. No, yeah, well, yeah, but he, he his like the framework for it. They said it, it, he he planned it six months ago. He presented it to the players six months ago. I think some of them some of them said. Uh, wow. And, and, but but you know what's interesting to me to me, John? I know I, I, is that he met with uh, you know before the World Cup. He he met with uh, Bielsa, obviously, uh, and he also met with uh, with Guardiola. You know, did he Pep. did he meet with you, Prof? No man, I, I was waiting for him to yeah. hit me up uh, during the, the the Santa Cruz uh, uh, friendly or or the, the the LA you know the despedida in Los Angeles and I mean this guy you know not even a telefonazo to dude not not even like a, yeah just nothing dude I'm like dude this guy he's got to use all his resources man but it's all right you know we'll, 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 you know the next regime that comes in I'm sure there'll be you know my phone will be ringing nonstop so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, no, John, but, I would expect that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it should, or at the very least, uh, Dennis De Close. You know, if you need somebody to work with, uh, with the uh, you, 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 the the underage teams, U twelve, U thirteen, you know. Sure. You know, U fifteens. Um, but I so so I'm expecting uh, uh, Korea to be more attacking than they than it was originally expected because they didn't get the result against uh uh Sweden. You know, they they what they lost uh, what is was it one zero it was one zero on a on a on a VAR penalty kick. So yeah, I've seen so and and their their last game is Germany. So I mean if I'm Korea I'm thinking okay I, I need to beat Mexico because that's probably the only game I'm gonna win and tie Germany. Germany's probably gonna beat Sweden. So if if, if I'm Korea I go for the win against Mexico uh, because Germany is probably going to, I mean, you know, this is a pissed off German team. Now they're probably going to stop them like five zero, you know? Well, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that, that, I'll tell you, there's uh, the fact that, that Korea and, uh, and South Korea or Korea and Sweden did not, did not draw was, uh, was very unfortunate, uh, for, for, for Mexico, because if, if that way, if they had drawn, then if they, if Mexico beats Korea, then they qualify Nifunifa. But for the for the for the for the round of sixteen, and then they could use that last game, you know, as you know, do they want to do it as positioning? You know, is it is it just the draw that you need, or do you need to get the you get the nine points to uh, to uh, you know to 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 to, to assure first place? You know, or you know whatever it is. And unfortunately, with 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 uh, you know you, you, the scenario could be that uh, Mexico has six points, right? If Germany yeah. beats Sweden, then then Germany have three points, and Sweden have three points. So Mexico could play uh, Mexico could play Sweden, lose to Sweden, and then Sweden advance over Mexico with them both having six points on goal difference. So oh, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, th- so if Mexico is to win this game against against Korea, 
if, if they are to win this game, then they need to win by, you know, they, they, they need to win by, by at least, you know, they need to get their goal differential up. The, this is the game that they could, they could probably do it more so than the Sweden. Cause I think Sweden is just a lot better defensively, but, uh, you know, and they're they're be- they're probably better at, at setting a bunker too than Korea. You know, they got those tall suites. Well, sure. I mean, I mean, they they, had, they, yeah. that that's how they're in the World Cup. I mean, they they, yeah. I mean, that that that's how they um, got to where they got in, in qualifying, and then they when they played Italy, you know, Italy, you know, making Italy, you know, score when they don't need to score is hard enough. You know, you know, having Italy try and score when they need to score is like for them is almost impossible. So yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, they're they're a very good defensive team, but uh, I think that that's about it. I think that Mexico could still, but again, remember, you know, they're they're going to be looking for a result too. So Mexico is going to have that advantage with them as well, provided that Mexico has the six points. I mean, either way, I mean, if Mexico is, is you know, and it, and it could also be, and then this, and let's face it, with the way this World Cup going is this that this could very well happen. Germany could uh, lose to Sweden, and then both Mexico and Sweden play their game with six points. And then, you know, uh, you know, at that point, then a draw will, you know, someone is going to advance with 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 a draw. Someone's going to advance with a win. You know what? I hope I hope Sweden and Germany tie. That w- that would be perfect for Mexico, because uh, then Mexico can can play for the draw and the last game. And what I really want though too is is HH and Hector Moreno to get that second yellow. Uh, against Korea, so that they they're they're out for the third game, and but in the knockout stages they they have a clean slate, you know. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the the Germany Mexico or the Germany Sweden game is going to be uh, is going to be after the Mexico Korea game, so they won't have a result uh, before oh, the they, before they play yet yeah, because the Mexico plays it. In the in the second game of the day, and the Germans playing in the third game of the day on Saturday. So, oh yeah, that's going to be. But the last day, they're still they're still simultaneously, right? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 On the on the group, the group, uh, group, the third group game will will be a simultaneous start. You're absolutely correct. And but does that is it simultaneous with Group E also? No, no, just with Group Group E. Actually, Mexico play, and then that's another one where Mexico's not going to know the result because they because they the Group F games. On I think it's on Wednesday are the the morning game, well for me anyway, and then and then the uh, the second game is the afternoon game. So Brazil, we won't know we won't know where Brazil if Brazil wins exactly after Mexico plays exactly. Ah, (laughs) you know what I mean. It's tough. No, believe me. Hey, the the best Mexico can do is is don't even worry about that stuff. You know. Mira, ya le ganas Alemania, so so you know, you know, playing Brazil shouldn't be as daunting as uh, as it could. And by the way, teams teams that that, that beat both Italy and Brazil in in, in, in tournaments usually do pretty well. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I mean, yeah, in fact, the, the last one that did it, I think, was Italy in 1982, and then they ended up hoisting the thing. You know, but. I don't know. I think it would be like a bad luck, Brian. Like, beat Germany, win your group, face Brazil. You know. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Uh, it would be an unfortunate uh, series of uh, of circumstances if it, if that did uh, if that did come to pass. Now, Juan, I don't want to. I don't want to 
get ahead of ourselves here before before bringing in a third member of our panel who joins us. By also means. from uh, from Southern California, Joel Joel Acevicic, uh, the Croatian from Orange County, joins us. Joel, how are you, sir? <laughs> Doing pretty good, John. Join this this World Cup with some of these surprising outcomes. Joel, Argentina, uh, toast or, or not yet? Oh, man, you know, I'm getting vibes of 2002 all over again. And it's not, you know, it's, it's a team that looks very broken. Um, I'm going to send you guys the audio. I don't know if you guys have played it or if you've heard it. Who was the, uh, the coach for Argentina in 2002, uh, Joel? It was the highly coveted coach from all Mexican fans and media. One Marcelo Loco Bielsa. Um, yeah, he was pretty unfortunate. He went on to win the Olympic gold after that, and then he called it quits. Uh, but this this team is worse. That that other one, you could say they had the polvora mojada. This one you could see just to be like a broken locker room. <clears throat> and I was watching the. You know, when they're playing the national anthems, and you could see it in the players' faces. You could see they look stressed. They didn't look confident. Some of them weren't even singing. Not that they have to, but, but you know, it shows. It, it shows where they're at. But none, know, of them, none of them were singing. Not one. Yeah. By yeah, the way. Compared, uh, just uh, really uh, quick. Uh, very quick sidebar, if you don't mind. Wait, do they, do they always sing it? When, when well, you're happy, sorry. yeah. Yeah, when you're happy, you belt it out like Chicharito did. Do you always smoke after coitus to one? I never do. <laughs> <laughs> there was an old. Uh, We're going off topic. There was an old uh, uh, the, the show, The Black Adder. You ever watch The Black Adder? It was Rowan Atkinson, uh, Mr. Bean. You know, he had a show called The Black Adder, and he, uh, he was with uh, actually it was Natasha, which was, uh, and they had. Uh, uh, she asked him if he wanted a cigarette. He goes, "I only smoke." I only smoke back in England after sex, says, which, <laughs> which means that I back in England I was a uh, twenty tw- tw- was it a, I was a twenty cigarette a day man. That was it was very funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, very quickly about the anthem, I noticed this, does the Spain do the players not they don't even move during the anthem? Is that because the song is more of a Castilian song, and then you know, of course they have the whole Catalan thing? Is, is that was that why Spain? I mean, Spain shows no none of them show any emotion during the anthem. It, it was a very weird vibe I got from Spain. But anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. So, Joel, you say 2002. I say Argentina looks like France in 2010. Just a complete mess. Yeah, well, because in 2002, Argentina were one of the favorites. Right. They had, they had done really well during qualifiers. Then they get stuck in the group of death alongside England. Which, you know, we, we talked about how this group was similar to the 2000 group um, because they had Sweden and they had Nigeria and England. And this time they have Nigeria and instead of Sweden, they have Iceland. So it's fairly similar. And know? instead of England, Croatia, you know, uh, 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 not a heavyweight in Europe, but it's certainly an upper middleweight for sure, like England. Yeah, but, but the locker room seems bad. Um, I sent you guys this audio clip. It's on the Cantina DM. 
Uh, if you guys could play it later, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, what is it? It's Simeone talking about the team and about today's result. El Cholo. The one and only man. Well, he's just talking about how there's no leadership. Well, we'll uh, let's we get that going here in a second. Hey, so, something we mentioned, we mentioned off before going on air, right, uh, uh, John? Well, where Argentina doesn't look like they have a leader, and Messi's definitely not it. All right, here, here's that audio. Here we go. Hello. Está pasando en estos momentos lo que le pasó a la selección durante estos últimos cuatro años, desgraciadamente. Anarquía, eh, no, no, no liderazgo de parte de, ni de la dirigencia ni de parte de, de, lo, de los que conducen. Eh, veo que, que el equipo está perdido, ¿viste? El equipo está perdido, que tendría que haber jugado el arranque del partido como arrancó y ponerle contra Islandia, que es un equipo más endeble. Y al revés, el partido de Islandia haberlo jugado contra Croacia. Eh, el equipo está mal, el equipo está mal. Pero es Argentina y yo creo y espero no errarle. ¿Qué va a pasar? So there you go. It's a, a pretty, pretty telling from. The US uh, but it ends, it ends in a pretty good cliffhanger, John. I think you should keep playing it. Oh, really? So it gets better. Well, hang on a second. Let's see. Hey, hey Joe, Joe oh. how do they – okay, let's listen to it. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. All right. All right. Wait, hang on a second, Prof. I, I got something for you when, you when you jump in like that so I can find it. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Is it Tuca? No. Huh? Is that so? Well, who made you pulp in this dump, huh? Yeah, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Pasa porque Nigeria le va a ganar Islandia y, y bueno y ahí va a tener la posibilidad vos de, de como se llama ganándole a Nigeria pasar siempre y cuando Islandia no gane contra Croacia porque ahora depende de Islandia que no gane ninguno de los dos partidos como posibilidades pero está claro que hoy en el vestuario se están agarrando trompadas en estos instantes alguien se tiene que pelear déjate hinchar la bola loco dale el arquero decime la verdad Lo había hecho ya Germán, lo hizo contra España, lo hizo contra Italia que se fue al lado del palo y yo te comenté, digo, es una lástima que no le hagan el gol para que se den cuenta que si la cagan en el Mundial es gol. Pero bueno, dale. Mira, la, el, el final del cuento, todos decimos siempre que los entre, que los futbolistas son lo más importante del juego este juego y nosotros pasamos de la parte de los futbolistas y sabemos que es así. Serán el 60%, no el 90%. Porque cuando los entrenadores la cagamos, seguro que es peor que cuando lo cagan los jugadores. Entonces el entrenador quiere decir que participa mucho en todo esto. Eh, nada. Para dar, darnos cuenta de que Messi es muy bueno, pero está claro que es muy bueno porque está recontra acompañado de, de extraordinario futbolista, ¿viste? Y la pregunta mía que te hago, si vos tendrías que elegir entre Messi y Ronaldo para un equipo normal, ¿a quién elegirías? Uf. Harsh, harsh, harsh words. Go ahead. You know what? I, I agree with him though on Messi, man. I, I agree with Chris, the Cristiano Messi comparison. <clears throat> Who would you choose? Who would you choose, Profe, for your for your AYSL squad? 
Well, I mean, if, if you have a if you have a super team that can deliver the ball to Messi, no, no, no. He said he said if you have a regular team. squad, yeah, no le cambies, wait, no le cambies. But, but that's what I'm saying. No, it's the same. It's the same comment. Just what you know, al revés, wait. But <laughs> no, so basically, for the Cantina MX uh, uh, Super Sunday, uh, you know, Sunday pub team, yeah, Sunday pub team, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna pick the super athlete that can handle two, three, you know. Uh, players and he and he's he has better movement off the ball, you know. Messi kind of just throws about, waiting for, you know, kind of picking his moments and waiting for the through ball to, to you know. I, I think it's just it's a different type of player. I think Messi's not as like for San Paoli system. I think uh, Messi doesn't, you know, the, the whole desmarque thing where you're move. There's a lot of movement from a lot of players creating passing lanes, uh, uh, pulling defenders uh, out of position. Uh, pulling a team, uh, a, def- a set defense out of position, you need guys moving off the ball. And I don't think Messi's, Messi's that type of guy. You know, he needs to be the guy that, all right, everybody did the work. Let me now, you know, let me stand on your shoulders and 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 deliver. You know, be the the me- me- Messias. But uh, you know, just maybe the Argentine squad hasn't really bought into what San Paolo wants, and maybe uh, the he, you know, his system is still new to them. There's not. There's not a base of players with the chemistry to play in his system. Yeah, they they uh, went the Mexico route, didn't they? Three coaches or four leading to the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. And 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 they probably, I mean, what what would Argentina be more comfortable playing? Four four two. You know that it seems like that's what they would probably be more comfortable playing. You know, two strikers, Messi, one of the strikers. Yeah, and just contra golpear. I mean, they. They're very critical of that, right? Of the of the not leaving spaces behind them. Even their commentators, they're very they're very critical of the attacking of the attacking game that leaves spaces behind the the defense. Well, what I've seen mostly from Argentine fans is that they're very critical of the team that that's that's just standing around and walking. Like like a lot of the yeah. guys are just are just are just like like Messi's walking around, Cunaguero's uh, walking around. They're, 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 you know, no one is moving. Everyone is just static, and uh, I mean, I, I was, I was, I was at uh, at Little Woodrow's today. The uh, the show here in, in, locally in Austin on the Horn, the Throw-in had a a little a little watch party for Argentina fans because you know Kit is uh, you know Kit McConaughey, a friend of the show, is a big Argentina fan, so I had a big watch party. So I got to watch the second half over there, and um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was. Uh, it was pretty moribundo there at the end, but um, you know the, the just the, the the consensus where the the, the team is just not not trying nada. They just they don't have any, you know. There's no energy. There's no. They just they, they just you know they're they're pressing. It reminds me, and again, and, and I don't want to you know say this just because because both y'all are on, but it reminds me of the way that Mexico played under 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 Chepo in in 2013, where they just they just didn't know what to do. They just they were they were they were lost. You know they were good. They're good players. Maybe they're in a slump. You know whatever it is. But but right now they're lost. And uh, as uh, San Paoli said, you know maybe, maybe they make it to the next round. I I do believe that if Argentina does somehow manage to make it to the next round, then uh, then I say aguas aguas con Argentina because I've you know they're, they're, the the World Cup is uh, has his history has shown that that many teams. That just barely eke into the the round of the into the into the knockouts end up making the final. So it uh, 
would not shock me at all to see Argentina if, if they somehow – and there's no guarantee that they're going to make it through because they, they have to depend on results of two games before they even play their next one. So it's it's going to be very, very difficult for Argentina to uh, to advance. But if they do, aguas con Argentina. Joel, does Argentina advance? You know, what, what you were saying and it, about Argentina, they squeak in how, you know, they could do a lot of damage. Yeah, they, they certainly have the talent and the potential to do so. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm looking at the crystal ball and I, it's cloudy. It's very cloudy, man. Because uh, they could have dialed it in, and that's how it looked for a lot of the players. They're ready to just jump on the plane or, and forget this nightmare. And it's a bit of a shame when you have a player of Messi's caliber on your squad and, and you play the way you do and you can't even get past the first round. It's pretty, you know, it's like we're missing out as fans, you know. <clears throat> It went right. Why didn't you call Messi a Petro Frio, man? He missed a penalty. I have called him a Petro Frio. What? <laughs> if, if he would, I think if he scores that penalty against Iceland and, and they win that game, you know, the, the little bit of the pressure starts coming off on the uh, on the team, you know? The, well, sure. I mean, you can say the same thing about, you know, about Peru and, and their missed penalty. I mean, how different would their World Cup be looking right now if if Cueva doesn't, does, doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't fly the goal? I mean, that's, you know, you know, the, uh, it it just, you know, I think as a Mexico fan, to to watch, you know, you know, Peru go down the way they did, where, I mean, I don't know how many people, including me, uh, I mean, that you know, the first game against, yeah, well, not just, not just, not necessarily that. I mean, they, you know, everyone was talking about how, you know, how great they played, and you know, they just they, you know, they played with uh, with a purpose and blah 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 blah, pero no ganaron, you know, no la metieron, and it's like. You know, you know, our, hopefully Mexico fans, and then, and this is why, you know, I always I've titled the show con con los pies los pies en la tierra. You know, the, this is the World Cup. No vale ni madres how you win, just win a game. You know, win the game. I, I the Korea game is you know could could get ugly for Mexico. Uh, it could it, it, it's not going to be it's going to be hard. It's you know it, it, it's not going to be the the flanecito that people think. You know, it's it, 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 it's it, it's tough to come back to the second game after 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 what Mexico did in the first one. And uh, you know, if, so you don't, you're not expecting the three Gs, John? No, no. I just I just want the one G. I want the one. I want the I want the G that matters most. I don't care about the other two Gs. Let let uh, you know. Let 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 the other teams worry about that right now. Let's you know get 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 the one G that matters. And uh, you, by any means, you know, now with Chicharito scores with his ass, and let him score with his ass. <laughs> you know what? That's that's been one of the criticisms of. Uh, that's been one of the only criticisms that stuck around with Osorio. They're like, yeah, ganaron, pero no convenció. You know, they they said in in in, in uh, Osorio's uh, you know three year reign, their best game was the the the, the game against Uruguay where they beat them three one, and Mexico. You know, they dictated. They absolutely... I, I, didn't, I didn't consider that the best game. I considered the Portugal game in the Confederaciones because the Uruguay game they went down a man fairly early, if I'm not mistaken. They both and, then, they, they, and but, they had an own goal, so it's like. But the Mexico, you know, how is that the best game? You know. You know what, Jolie? I mean, and I, I respect that, but the Mexican press—they've said it to his face. 
Uh, and Osorio, actually, he accepted. You know, I, I accepto. Ese ha sido nuestro mejor partido. I think in the, uh, what what game was it that I, I went to see? Then I, I sat in the, with the press. Uh, you might, you were you there that day? Because we interviewed uh, uh, Tom. Oh, it's Vegas. In Vegas. Yeah. You know the Vegas game that we went to, Jolie? That was an amistoso, though. Yeah, well, yeah, but but yeah, but they they asked they asked him uh, after the game, what, you know, what what's up with the team? Why why is the team playing so badly? Why? Oh wait, no, that wasn't it. It was a Chicago you know, game. The only it thing was, I no, remember right about the Vegas was the the girl selling shrimps. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, do. I remember that too. <laughs> no, wait, it was a, my bad, dude. It was no, a Chicago no. game. It was a Chicago game. Wait a second. Wait, hang on a second. I want to go back to the. I want to go back to the girl selling the shrimp. Now what? <laughs> the shrimps. We yeah. were we we were at the we were at a tailgate, uh, you know we were just bouncing around from tailgate to tailgate, freeloading on beers because you know cantina, right? But we had a little stipend, and um, there was this this booth from a restaurant, and this girl came up to us, and she was giving free samples, and then if you liked the food. You could buy you could buy some tostadas from her. Hey everybody, we're all gonna get late. <laughs> so she was was it was it like a tostada with like with ceviche on it? Is that what it was? Yes. I don't know what it was, John. I would have given I would have ate anything she gave me. Really? Oh. We we almost ate the. <laughs> We, we forgot about the game. We almost. <laughs> I was about to ask you: is that is that the reason why you were late? <laughs> I I think so. You know what? They they have micheladas too, right, Joey? Yeah, yeah, they did. Damn. So the micheladas, they had ceviche, they had tostadas. Pretty and... much. Let's turn on the radio. We'll listen to the game, and we got to the parking lot. Good enough. <laughs> So you were in Chicago because you were doing the uh, Copa America, right? You thought that that was going to be like the semifinal. Me? Yeah. No, no. This was a friendly due to Panama friendly. I, I, oh, okay. I, that was that was one of my first uh, games for you know under some, uh, and uh, I went over there and and they you know the Mexican press they all you know they they, they and and I think that when in Santa Cruz when they played in San Francisco even you know last time they also asked them like hey. You know, the, what's up with the team? Why don't you play like the Uruguay game? And he's like, well, we're going to study the, the game and see what it is and that happened in that game. But I think it's just, I, I think the big difference was uh, Rafa Marquez was in that lineup dictating the tempo and, and playmaking and directing the play, teller, telling players where to run, where to mark. And By the way, by the way, not not not, not to say se los dije, but I don't get to say se los dije very often because usually my, my predictions are like, I'm like 90% wrong. But I did say that if Mexico was, was beating Germany 1-0, Rafa would come on in the last 10 minutes. But uh, of course, it's going to take a genius to come up with that one. But every so often, I get one right. I'm glad. No, that, I, that's a good call, I'm John. I'm glad I was I, right on that one. I, 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 I didn't expect it, John, I, even though, you know, I, I guess it's a sub that makes sense to kind of calm the nerves down and tell these guys, hey, we, we can do this, you know. Yeah. And it, it was a good – he was a step ahead of him on every sub, right? Well, uh, he, I mean, apparently they knew what sub, what, what subs were coming in. Like, like they had, they even had that studied apparently, you know, according to the, to the players. So, 
hopefully they will be able to uh, study up good for the uh, the game against South Korea, which is going to be on at 11 o'clock uh, Central, which is 9 a.m. Pacific. So you so y'all's minor minor at least for this uh, match dates too. My games are at seven, at ten, and at one. So for y'all, y'all, that means that for you, what is it, five, eight, and eleven? Oh, Saturday? No, just just the the the, the games right now. Like the, the that that's the schedule: five, eight, and eleven. Yeah, I, I, and you know what? They, those those were bad times. I I didn't see a complete game. I'm barely you know watching a little bit of Argentina. You know, terrible terrible times. Profe, I mean, it, it's. Dile a tu jefe que se vaya la. La burger? Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm mundial, ese, ese mundial, patrón. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I, it just couldn't be avoided, dude. I was on the road and it was. It was just unavoidable, man. Uh, so, I see. Uh, Actually, I think that the Football de Primera app, I think, has crashed permanently. I cannot get it to work. You know what NBC's app works, and I I, I like it because it has a it gives you like different camera views. It gives you like a, like there's a tactical cam. You you can watch a replay and just watch the you know the camera that oversees the whole field. Right. Um, and then you can it probably watch eats it. up less band uh, bandwidth too. Yeah, probably, huh? Because not as many people are on it. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's like there's other cameras that didn't check. There's the the normal TV feed, and and. Uh, you know what? You made a point earlier today that you felt bad for Andres Cantor because he was watching uh, the Argentine meltdown. No, that wasn't me. No, who? Oh, that was. Oh, that was probably Ronnie. Then. Can you imagine? You know, he he does a very good job of of. I mean, I, I will let him get excited, and that's fine. I mean, I remember. I'll never forget the the one uh, in, in France '98, the the penalties with England, <laughs> where they came back to. From commercial after the game was over, and he he, he couldn't speak, so Norberto uh, had to do the entire thing. And, and coming out of each break and going to it each break, he would ask him, "Can you talk?" And he was being such a jerk; it was hilarious. And uh, <laughs> it's like, "No, I can't." And he's just dying laughing. No, but he was it, he he gets very emotional in Argentina, but but he keeps it very. You, you 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 can't really tell that he's like a like like a massive homer because because he because he keeps the the energy up for both teams, I guess. Yeah, hey, hey, Norberto was he uh, he was Peruvian, right? Or was he? No, he was Argentina. He was from Argentina too. Oh, all right, all right. I th- you know, you always Peruvian too. I'm sorry. I I had the same impression that he was Peruvian. Oh, I always thought he was. I don't know no. why. Let's... Now, Sammy Sadovnik, Sammy Sadovnik is, is is Peruvian. Man, I, well, I'll tell you one guy who was not uh, a homer uh, or, or was wasn't uh, afraid to show his his massive homerism was Nico Bias. Man, he was having a hard time with that game there toward the end of it. It was, it, it, I was hurting for Kubias watching that. Yeah, he was no longer was was um. He's indeed Argentine. I really liked his. Uh, that duo, Cantor and Longo, it was. I grew up on them. Yeah, no, Longo has. I mean, the 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 mastery that that they have of, of the Spanish language and how and how beautifully they were able to weave uh, 
emotions and actions in the words was uh, was absolutely tremendous. Uh, I remember the uh, the Cuauhtémoc goal in uh, in Bordeaux. What Norberto Longo said about that goal. I mean, he it looked like they like like Mexico had finally won him over after years of. I, I always thought that he just had this. Uh, I'm not going to call it a bias, but just he just would just would, would just be overly critical. He's like, you know, why aren't these guys good enough to do this? Kind of, you know, kind of a way. And I, and I think that that, that 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 World Cup finally won him over. And uh, what he said about Guatemala's goal, I wish if you could find the Univision uh, feed of that goal, it is it is tremendous. I mean, Guatemala fans, I'm not going to lie, well, se van a poner a chillar. <laughs> that was the. Yeah. He he had a favorite saying, which was, "Jugaron con más ganas que fútbol." I think we could apply that to Argentina today. I mean, they did. They didn't even have ganas, you know. Flat, flat. Yeah. It was uh, very, very unfortunate to see. What is not unfortunate, however, gentlemen. Is that uh, joining us? Although he said he he was going to have problems possibly joining us tonight, but but he's made the effort, and we're happy to have him joining us from an undisclosed location. Is uh, Albert Campa el Chiquis Beto? How are you, sir? Hey, what's up, everybody? Doing good. I'm in the middle of nowhere in Ozona. On Ozona, to... Texas. Yeah. Aren't you going out to Cali? Tomorrow. Yeah. Gonna make it to Arizona tomorrow, and then on Saturday, early, we'll have to get up and head to LA, and maybe make it to uh, the Pancho Villa's uh, deal over in uh, I think it's Pomona, someplace over there. Man, so you're gonna go to LA? You want to hang out with Pancho Villa's army and, and not hang out with either either Joel or Profe, who are both in Southern California? That's Remember, yeah. he said that's, he said happy he said happy Father's Day to every father except the ones in Long Beach. Remember that? That's right. So, so I'm, I'm not surprised at all. That's right. <laughs> no, I'll meet up if you guys want. But I figure you guys are busy with your own deal. That's early in the morning. Eight o'clock is the game. I Oof. believe it. Oof. I'll, I'll be in Hacienda Heights. I gotta coach some games there. Can you believe that? I, I'm gonna probably leave early yeah. so I can watch uh, most of the game. Why don't you just get red carded? During the match, well, you know what? I, I've done that. I, 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 a match during a Mexico World Cup game. The profe, we should profe out of the show just for that. Hold on, hold on. So, what I've done in the past is I've gotten a red card and I let my son take over. <laughs> in the past, how old is your boy? Like, like six years old? No, no, he's 16. He's oh, okay. All right. But he looks like he looks much younger. He's, you know, hasn't had a growth spurt. Hey, but hey, what's this? What's this news about Beto? There was a picture of his in the in the DM, and people were saying "La tengo como Beto." What's up? What's the story? That's when I was hanging out with Zaga, man. <laughs> I was hanging out with Zaga. Yeah, how, that was an interesting picture. So, so it was it was you, Beto. Was it was that who was that with you? Who was a civilian? It your, was your wife. That was my wife, uh, Baboa Campos. Sage and, and Kobe yeah. Jones. Kobe Jones. Kobe Jones. Yeah, Kobe Jones. Yeah, I was talking to Sage about the uh, European players and stuff. 
And uh, I noticed his hair, his hairline seemed a little bit weird. <laughs> how uh, how long ago was this? That was 2015. That was before oh, the... Uh, yeah, that was before a U.S. game in San Antonio. Okay. I think it was 15. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. It was um, 18. And did you, I mean, how long did you guys have the chit-chat? Um, like we had this? dinner. We had dinner together. Um, they talked a little bit about some stuff, uh, answered some questions, and then afterwards took uh, took pictures. And that's when I talked to Zage, like sort of one on one. I forget what question exactly I had about. Uh, it was about Europe uh, players going to Europe, and Chicharito was at the time was he was the main guy. Right. I think he was at Manchester. Um, he was doing good and stuff, and. I think Zaga was in agreement that more more players had to go make the effort to go to Europe and stuff. And that might be a good uh this World Cup might be a good I think you guys were talking about in the chat might be a good uh push for a lot of Mexican players to get um to get to go to some good teams if they do really well. No, there's there's definitely the the possibility that that will happen. Uh you know, some strong rumors that uh, Hector Herrera might get snatched up by uh, Real Madrid because he has the uh, his former uh, coach from Oporto is there in Lopetegui. And Joel, what do we say about about having a coach? Yeah, that's half the battle right yeah. there. A, a coach that want that actually wants to play. It, uh, it it certainly helps. And then you know there, there were some other little rumors, but yeah. But I mean, if if the if Mexico ends up having a uh, you know a quarterfinal run. You know, possibly get out of you know if they have a good World Cup, then they'll they'll there'll be some offers for, for some guys. There'll be some offers for some guys. So so Chiquis, uh, any? Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll ask all of y'all. So uh, we're we're about uh, halfway through the the group stage. Um, I mean, you know, it was hard because I wanted to ask y'all what was like your biggest surprise, your biggest disappointment. But after what we saw today, I think I'll uh, we'll ask I'll, I'll ask anyway, but. But uh, I'll ask uh, I'll ask the Hoy first. Uh, what is your biggest surprise and biggest disappointment? Argentina has been my biggest surprise. Uh, they underperformed against Iceland, and then the meltdown against Croatia. And uh, probably biggest surprise, I would say, um, yeah, Mexico beating Germany. That was a big surprise to me. I think it was in their cards because they've done it in the past. Not exactly beat a team, but they've they've played some of these top teams toe to toe. So it's not something that's inconceivable. I was I was just so down on the team and on the coach that I had already foregone conclusion for me that they would manage something like that. Okay, so so your disappointment was, was Argentina. Yeah, that's. That's been disappointing, and uh, biggest surprise was Mexico beating Germany. All right, I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask uh, Chiki, so I'll, I'll ask the same question. Same question. So I think um, my my biggest surprise was uh, well, my disappointment I guess was Argentina, and my surprise was Argentina as well. Just the way they uh, they seemed like 
especially Messi seemed like he was going to lose and he was giving up even before the game started in the national anthem. And, uh, and just the way they played was just really bad, especially in the second half. They weren't even, you'd figure after going down one that they would start pressuring and you would see, uh, Croatia on their heels. That wasn't the case. Croatia was going for the second. And I was just, wow, what is this? This isn't even Argentina. It's just surprising. It was, uh, yeah. So Argentina is both your surprise and your disappointment. Yeah, Argentina as a whole, and then just sort of, I was surprised at their lack of uh, ganas or whatever at the very beginning and throughout the whole game. Profe, I'll ask you, I'll ask you this, I'll ask you the same question goes to the Profe. All right. Well, uh, I think definitely Mexico's domination of Germany was the biggest surprise for me. I mean, I thought they could, you know, pull off a surprise, but even, even the way, the way it happened is just, um, you know, it was a big surprise. And I think, uh, uh, to be honest, big, big, big disappointment is is Colombia. I mean, they've got a stacked squad. You know, they've they've got Beckerman. What is this like his third cycle with them? Um, and 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 you know, by that time, if you if you had a team for twelve years or how long has he had him, John? I don't I don't want to. He Be- Beckerman. Yeah, Jose Beckerman uh, and just Colombia. for just for two World Cups. All right, so so, so I mean, but, but at, least, at least like six years, I think. So you figure, uh, you know, a guy that was touted as a as as a savior for Mexico, you know, that he could replace, uh, he could come in and write well, the shit for. And for same with same with San Pauli. I mean, they 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 both were, were 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 spoken of as the as the white knights that are going to come in and save the day. Yeah, I mean, well, the the thing is, I think with San Pauli, you need a base. You need you need time to build a base. He's only been there like less than two years. You know, or or even even has it even been that long? Because I know he was at Sevilla, uh, at, at, you know, as early as December 2016, right? He took over uh, in January 17, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, to me, it's disappointing because Becker, man, he's had he's had basically six years to to build a, a base of of what he wants to see. And to be honest, instead of the team like improving, it seems like they they got worse. As far as you know, the, I mean, we look at the results, but I, this has been a World Cup of surprises too, right? Most of the big teams they've they've kind of floundered a little bit. Pinche prof, man, you took both my things, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. My no, my my bad. Not the grass. Well, obviously, obviously, <laughs> great minds think like. But I'm with you though. I mean, the uh, I was I watched that Columbia game and it was, yeah. I mean, they just, I mean, they they certainly weren't the same. Uh, uh, Dynamic team that they were, and uh, I mean, they played Japan in the last World Cup, and they and they they whooped them what like four five to one. I mean, they put a good whooping on them, and uh, obviously they they got the, the the they were upset by by the Japanese. But but you're right though. I mean, the the biggest surprise to me is is uh, is is how the you know the quote unquote gigantes have not been able to to get unshackled so far outside of. Uh, I mean, really, outside of nobody. I mean, they're just you know the the traditional uh, powers, so to so to speak. They just they haven't uh, they haven't started flexing their muscles yet. That 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 was a little surprising. 
And, uh, you know, as far as the disappointment, uh, I, I would say not just, uh, I would say the, the entirety of Conmebol, save, save Uruguay. They are not having a good World Cup at all. I mean, Peru is eliminated. Argentina is on the verge of being eliminated. Uh, and the only one that's that, that's saving face is Uruguay, who, who, who have pushed through. And uh, so the, 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 that to me has been... Uh, has been a disappointment that they have not, uh, especially with all the fan support they have. I mean, good, goodness gracious. I, it makes me wonder that this is a question that, uh, that I wanted to ask y'all. Okay. So they have the Eurocopa now and the Eurocopa, you know, every time you see the stands, it is full of, of fans from, from, you know, wherever the country that they're playing at, you know, both sides, it's, it's packed. So why is it that in the, in, in a world cup that's been held relatively close to Europe, uh, and, you know, it, it's, it's still technically Europe, but I mean, it's a long flight for some places. They've been so vastly outnumbered by the, you know, whether it's Asian fans or, or American fans, you know, South American or, or Central or North American and even African. Is the Eurocopa bigger to the European teams in the World Cup? And is the World Cup the, the biggest thing for the for, for the uh, teams outside of Europe. Hey, you know what, John? Um, what if it's like uh, don't aren't uh, uh, the the EU, the European Union, and Russia aren't they like at a standstill? They they've got like an economic war going on. Um, so you, you think that could affect the the travel? You know, maybe fans don't want to don't want to venture to you know. Well, I mean, I think that there's tension, but there's there's always tension. But I mean, that shouldn't, you know, prevent people from, you know, that's not preventing other because because when when it was a South Africa World Cup, it seemed like the Europeans they traveled really well. There was, I mean, big big contingents of Dutch people. You know, it was just a big carnival for them. Or maybe you know, maybe it's a because Africa's like a sex tourist uh, destination for. For a lot of Europeans too, so maybe that could be it. Um, but uh, I think maybe is it winter in Russia right now? No, it's summer. It's I mean it's, it's a long summer. I mean I mean the games were like the the Mexico game kicked off at at nine seven o'clock I think I think they're eight hours ahead, and you know the game was over by nine. It was still you know the the sky looked like it was still you know seven thirty. So yeah, it's it, it's it, it's it's summer, but it's they're way up north, so. Their their some their their nights are uh, are much longer right now. But it's just, it's just Joela, Do you think that the Europeans feel the Eurocopa is as bigger to them than the World Cup, or is the World Cup bigger than the Eurocopa for Europeans? I still think it's it's the um, it's the World Cup. It's the main one. I mean, not sure what's going on with the travel. But if you ask someone, what would you rather have your team win? I'm sure they'll nine out of ten they'll pick the they'll pick the World Cup. So for for Chivas fans, it would be is it Copa Mekis that they've done so well in, or is it or is it the league? <laughs> Joining us from Escondido in California, Daniel Pesado joins us. Daniel. How are you, sir? Pretty good, John. How's everyone doing? Doing great. Uh, a question for you, Dan. 
since yes. I've asked the other folks this very same <clears throat> question. What uh, uh, what is your biggest surprise of the of the World Cup, and what is your biggest disappointment? Biggest surprise, uh, I guess the general thing would be the the amount of considered favorites that are either uh, losing or or just not uh, not showing up yet. Biggest disappointment. Um, Argentina. Does that answer your question? It does. It does answer our question. Yeah, we haven't uh, have that talking a lot about Argentina actually on the show tonight. But uh, I will say though, they kind of stole uh, Germany's thunder. When I say when I say Argentina is a disappointment, it's not like I'm sad or anything. I'm actually quite uh, enjoying it and pretty happy. What's yeah, but I think nice. it's, you see, even your wife uh, said that was that was not a nice thing to say. They've over. they've been a disappointment, I would say. Yeah, I, I'm not disappointed either, personally. You know, Dan, I was watching the. Uh, I got to watch the second <laughs> half of, of, of the game. <laughs> at uh, and you know what? You know he's sitting in an Argentine cafe saying that, right? Right. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, you know, it took it took a big pair to say that, man. He's you know they probably. You know, sharpening the knives right now, pointing them at him. I was, I was, I was, I was pleading to my Argentine friends, anyone who would listen. I was telling them, Argentinos, no se rajen, no se rajen, Argentinos. So, you know, they still, they oh. still have a chance. They still that, have a that, chance. That they, team needs Piojo, man, for inspiration. Because they have the talent. They just need a, they need to care more, I think. So, so you don't think they were inspired by by San Paoli taking his jacket off to show his his, his sleeveless shirt and his tattooed arms, his robust body? Yeah, I was I was waiting for him like the next time they cut to like have, have him with his shirt off and his you know he wearing like 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 a like wrestling shorts like he was getting ready to go, jump into the ring. Yeah, the the, the pressure was a temp, temperature might have gotten a little bit hot on there there on the on the field. It's it was, a, yeah, it's, it's 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 a shocker. Does Argentina advance, Dan? Do they make it through? I'm gonna say yes. So you think they still have? Uh, this is just a small. Well, a they small... need a couple things to work in their to work against them to 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 seal their fate. I, I think they might squeeze in still, but we'll see what happens. What is it? A, a, a an Iceland win, and that that's it, right? Pretty much. Oh yeah, if, not, if Iceland wins, it's a, well. Well, uh, no. Not technically. Still at four. Yeah, not technically. They'll be tied. They'll be tied, but, right? But but they're they're also depending on if and when um, they do win, how how the scoreline looks because they're 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 also going to be looking at a, at a goal differential. I think. Issue the way they lost today, I think hurt them even more. It's bad enough losing. Three zero. And uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of angry Argentine players there in, in those last few minutes of the game. They uh, a couple of guys got very lucky; they didn't get red carded for some of the little antics that they were exhibiting with. Uh, their I, I thought the referee and... uh, realized he was uh, refereeing an Argentina match and decided to take it easy on them. I thought. 
You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't appreciate some of those uh, hard tackles to the ankle? No, I could appreciate them fine. I, I would just appreciate the referee to, to hand out yellows when they were warranted and, and to try to kill some of that off. But even even still, I just didn't seem like he was uh, all that an- all that anxious or even re- or ready to to hand out yellow cards to the to the Argentine team. It wasn't. A, it was only like on the really obvious ones that he did he finally like. All right, I guess I'll hand out a yellow because I kind of have to in this in, the, in this particular instance. But I thought he, he kind of could have done it a much earlier in the game. To kind of set the tone. Yeah. Well, the one there at the end where the dude uh, was on the ground, the guy just came up and just kicked him with, uh, just just straight up kicked him with the ball. That was, uh, I mean, good lord. I mean, that that that's a, that that is a walking, talking red guy. Isn't that what the VAR is for? To 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 see a situation like that and go, well, yeah. I mean, of, of course that's a red card, and then tell the guy instead instead of it just being a yellow. And it, isn't the VAR used for that situation? Am I crazy in thinking that was a red card? I think it was clearly an aggression um, that the referee did not want. Again, like he was trying to do as minimal as possible as far as uh, affecting the match. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he was trying to, uh, you know, either consciously or subconsciously, you know, he was giving calls to Argentina, which, you know, I can understand. You know, they're, they're, they've been world champions. They have Messi. They're the better known team. I think it's kind of understandable that, that the calls would go like that. The, the the better the big teams tend to get those types of. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure country. if that was, uh, you know, a, a Costa Rican kicking a guy like that, I guarantee you that guy would have gotten a red card for sure. For what you're saying, and I think deservedly so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean yeah. the guy was uh, he was granted clemency by the by the referee on that play for sure. There is uh, there is no question about that. All right, gentlemen, are we uh, are we gonna move on and, and, and talk Mexico South Korea? Since we have a a, a full complement of senores on the panel now. Now uh, let's discuss uh, what both teams have at stake. So Korea lost their first match. They were uh, they were uh, the first match against Sweden. And uh, they actually got done in by a VAR penalty kick, and they lost 1-0. So they have zero points. Uh, Mexico has three points. Sweden has three. And, of course, Germany has zero. So South Korea está obligado a ganar. They, they, they are there to, 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 to get – hopefully get three points. You know, they will they will accept one, but they want to get to three for sure. So it seems like you know, they are going to be maybe taking a few more risks that they otherwise probably wouldn't. And that should definitely play into Mexico's favor, especially with the with the guys that they have on the wing. Because as uh, as Profe pointed out, when the the wing back, the other team's wing back goes up, that gives the Chukis of the world forty yards of empty of empty space in front of him. So it's something for uh, Mexico to exploit. But uh, I personally believe that it's going to be this going to be a very very difficult game that they have not played. Uh, Korea well recently in, in, in other tournaments. So uh, hopefully uh, they'll be able to get off the schneid on this one. Uh, again, to me, the most important thing is to get the win. So whatever Mexico has to do to do that, then by all means, do what you need to do to get the win. You know, John, I, I think I think he's going to feel the players that, that uh, you mentioned. Uh, I think the last time we, we, we talked on Sunday, right? Or was it Monday? I think it was it was it was Sunday night. It was Sunday night. Yeah, yeah Sunday night. We I, I think uh, 
I think two things need to happen. One day they have to, you know, get off their, their cloud nine, um, you know, and not have like a freaking, um, you know, uh, hangover. You, you know, know, I was, I was very encouraged, very encouraged by what, uh, what Chicharro said, uh, you know, you know, on his, I don't know if it was like the Twitter or the Instagram. For what, what did Chicharro say? He said, uh, you know, I will, well, funny you mentioned that. I, I will, I will pull it up and tell you. Uh, but, but I will paraphrase. He was saying, hey, yeah, great win. We enjoyed it. We're celebrating it. But he said, you know, we have to be very level headed about this because, you know, it's, it's just a step in the, in the journey. So let's, let's keep, let's keep on the journey. So, you, you think, you think the rest, the rest of the players are, uh, I mean, is, is he a locker room leader? Cause he's definitely, well, a, yeah, he absolutely is. He was the one that was given, like, right before they went on the, uh, you know when when they broke broke out of formation with that little huddle, he he was the one that was talking to the team. It wasn't one other. It was it was the Cheech. You know what he he did uh, before the World Cup. He went on the on the, on the, he did a few interviews. Um, one of them was with uh, with the you know Faithlessen, um, and he said, hey, well, you know, because they were he, he was asking him, Cheech, what do you you know what do you think Mexico's gonna do from this World Cup? Do you think you guys can? Can be Germany? Are they going to steamroll you? And you know, like, it was kind of like, kind of like. Are you going to lose four nothing or five nothing? Yeah, it was a very negative attitude. He's <laughs> like, look, look, Peterson, look, I can't change your your opinion or your 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 thoughts of us, of of the team. He goes, but we can't tell you we're going to win. But what I'm going to tell you is that we're gonna, we're going to do everything to deserve to win. And and he said, but you know, why can't we be the the grease of of, of you know the Greece won the championship in 2004, uh, the Euro. Why can't we be the Leicester City, um, which I think they got the first part of it down pat, right? The party um, in, in Hong Kong. Hey man, whatever, whatever it takes. Yeah. So he says, why can't we be the, you know, the underdog and, and come out and, and win it? Yeah, he goes, yeah, I would like to win. That's my, you know, that's our ultimate goal, I think, otherwise. So, you know, Fetch saying it was kind of very... You know, different attitude, and I think maybe you're right. Maybe Teach is one of the locker room leaders, and you you said you mentioned you spotted him on the field, uh, uh, telling these guys, pumping them up, getting them, you know, mentally ready. Before it would be Rafa, right? But Rafa's uh, he's no longer on the field for most of the game. Yeah, and 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 we pointed out also on last week's show, and I'm sure our listeners uh, noticed that that he no longer has Chicharito on the back of his shirt. It says it's J. Hernandez. Oh, he didn't let them call him Chicharito in the interview either. He was like, "We we prefer Chicharito." No, call me Javier. <laughs> and I was like, "What's up with this guy?" Este way. Yeah, ¿qué onda con este way? Uh, but but you think that is that you like think that, that of... we need to... that so? Who made you pull for this dump, huh? Uh, I'm sorry, John. Does that apply to Chicharito as well? Uh, was or, or or is he actually the pope of this dump? Well, first of all, first of all, I'm gonna say it's an esteemed group of gentlemen. And I don't think it's a dump at all. You know, I'm talking about the cantina. Is that so? Who made you pull for this dump, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about oh. that. Was, uh... <laughs> but yeah, this, uh, <laughs> you, you threw me, you threw me for a loop there, John. I'm lost. We're, we're talking about Cheech. Uh, yeah, so he said that 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 uh, he's not allowed, he doesn't want people to call him Chicharito anymore. Once we call yeah, him, yeah, you, you think is that because like you know it's a diminutive and kind of like little the little p like he's like hey no you gotta show me the respect of uh, an adult or or what is that what is that about? 
Uh, I'm not sure, but his 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 official Twitter handle is uh, name is, is still Chicharito Hernandez. Here's what he said. He said, "Esto es de todos. Se juega o no? Qué gran grupo, gran triunfo, gran esfuerzo. Pero solo es un paso. Con mucha cuanimidad a disfrutar y a partir de los próximos días enfocarnos en el siguiente rival. Nada nos detiene. Viva México. So, yeah." Interesting. Yeah. So if they're if they're focused, man, you know, hopefully uh I, I, mean, I think I, I, I think I think he's gonna get one against the Koreans. I do. I I had Mexico going to semifinals, John. I don't I don't want to spoil it or anything, but I think I mentioned to you guys um so it's going to be interesting. Well, you, uh, I, you know, I, and, I, and I did mention this on our on our special Sunday night edition. But both Dan on the air on the air last week, and then and then Juan uh, privately both predicted a a, a one zero victory for Mexico. So I have to I, I have to I have to congratulate them both for 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 having the. Uh, the gumption to, to, to read the tea leaves correct, correctly and, and, and be acertados in their, in their picks. So gentlemen, I me, me pongo de pie y me quito el sombrero for your, for, for your uh, outstanding vision. And you eat, eat a little bit of crow? We, or that was Jolie, huh? That was all no, Jolie. we were, I, 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 I think everybody, everybody's I, I eating munched, a little bit of crow. I munched on some, I, I cooked, I smoked mine and, you know, put barbecue <laughs> sauce on it. There you go. Yeah, it was very nice. What, hey Dan, why why did you call a a Mexico win? I, I'm curious. I mean, part of it obviously was hope. There was a, there was obviously some some uh, rah rah cheering, hopeful side, sunshine thumping as as uh, as I'm known on the show. But the reason, more than anything, is that I figured if they can get it right on the day, the attacking talent is enough to give anybody fits. So I think if they're on. There's going to be chances. They're, they're going to be causing the opposing defenses problems, and with that, there's a chance to win. And that's that's how I, I kind of figured. And then um, I thought Tecatito would actually feature in the match. What he's what I saw from him in the in the friendlies, I thought he looked really sharp. So I thought he'd probably be a difference maker in this match, but it, that turned that didn't turn out to be the case. But um, well, I think that was a tactical decision because I, I was expecting to see him too. But I think he put uh, Jimenez in. Not for his offense, but for his defense. I mean, his offense, yes, but but because he was, he's what six two or whatever it is, and I mean, he was essentially playing. Uh, I mean, I saw him in the midfield, so it was like like defensive forward. I mean, he was he was not. Yeah, he was like the first other. true line of defense, you yeah. know, or uh, making the opposing team work. I I I thought, you know, we we've questioned the guy for as long as he's been there. The guy got it everything right. I I can't question even one of his subs just because. Even though they were defensive in nature, I just saw the way the the counterattack was constantly there. Even with those guys being subbed in, nothing changed. The chances kept coming. So I, I thought, from that standpoint, I'm like, you know, you can't really ask for more about for the subs. You know, you you, you put in the, you put them in there mostly for for defensive reasons, but the the sharpness with and you know, because it was obvious that Germany was 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 really really pushing forward. So I think it just Played itself that way, and I think he he played it correctly. Instead of going overly aggressive, decided to be a little bit more practical, which is something he hasn't been known for. 
Um, from that standpoint, I guess I was also surprised at that, that he decided to be, that he was more pragmatic in his approach overall. Do we expect to see that uh, same kind of pragmatism I'm, against South Korea? I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we see a, a real patient, offensively patient team that's that because I don't think while I agree that, that South Korea is obligated, I don't I don't see them in the, starting the game in that way. I, I, I would imagine they're gonna be more cautious and then as the game progresses I think they're going to probably hope that Mexico makes some mistakes and gives them some chances. Um, but I think if Mexico's patient, I could see uh, I could see possibly a lopsided win if they're patient. Well, I'm not going to argue with you anymore, honestly. So <laughs> <laughs> I got you know what he got this one right. He got the last one right. Why should I question him? Maybe he's been uh, fooling us this entire time and just, you know, showing only bits and pieces of what he has in mind and treating every single friendly and every single tournament coming Man, into this as prep. Team captain Guardado out to tell the media, and I fell for it, saying we we have, we have to play Germany like an equipo chico. I mean, that, that is a quote, a Guardado quote. Yeah, that came out of his mouth. <laughs> so it was. Uh, well executed game plan for sure. Hey, John, so what did did that in fact happen? Did they did they uh they use the media as part of their game plan? You think to 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 toy with the the Germans' psyche to kind of invite this uh, overconfidence or this uh, you know uh, drop their guard uh, attitude? You, you think they got played in the media? Uh, I mean, whether or not the Germans responded to it. Uh... I, I can't say, but I think that it was definitely a. They were definitely throwing some chum in the water uh, to see if if someone would catch the bait for sure. I I, th- I think it was more arrogance, to be honest with you. Well, it's it's not just the team though, Dan. Because I was I was watching I watched uh, as I mentioned earlier on the show. I've I've been watching the game uh, somewhat, <laughs> and um, I watched the beginning of it today, and because I was I'm watching it more for like how they're covering it. And before they even tried out of the national anthem, they should, they they practically showed like four German faces in a row, uh, of, of, of the team lining up there, and they just and, and no Mexicans. So the uh, even the coverage, you know, at the beginning was 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 a little lopsided. Hey, but don't those didn't those Germans kind of look like they were extremely nervous? Uh, you know, normally you would expect them to have like this serene. Uh, confidence, where you know they're not gloating, they're they're they have a business like right. But but you know in in the in the in the pregame in the in the anthems, to me the Germans they they didn't look confident. They looked really nervous. Like hey, we are the big dogs. You know we're we're the big yeah. we're the favorites here. We're expecting. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what what I, I I honestly do believe shook them uh, yeah. a little bit was was seeing so many Mexicans there. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I, I think that it did, it did. The the anthem was was it wasn't sung; it was yelled. Right. It seemed like the crowd, like they weren't just singing it; they were literally just yelling it. It seemed like um, just it, it almost sounded angry. Too. It was yeah, it was it was pretty. You know, maybe it did creep into their mind, but I mean, I honestly think it was more product of 
I mean, Mexico had a legit chance to score in the first, what, two minutes? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that, if anything, shook them. And, and the fact that – and that's why I think it was just more arrogance, not so much on the players, but the coach on, 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 on low, that he didn't respect Mexico's um, counterattack at all throughout the entire game, even the, even even initially when when that that fast counter – you know, that was like the first of of like twenty that we'd see that a similar fashion, where you know Chicharitos, you know, laying off with like a one touch pass to either Guardado or, or or Herrera or whoever's there, and then he's off to the races in space, having his choice of of, of passing into. A lot of times it was it was it was a uh, Chucky or, or 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 Vela, but like that was it the entire game, and and Low did nothing to address that. He kept pushing his fullbacks way forward, um, assuming that 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 their quality would would eventually overwhelm the the Mexico team, and and it never happened. And even after the goal, they just did more of the same. It wasn't um, they didn't really add any new wrinkles. It was just more of the same. It was like, all right, we're just gonna go attack harder and go deeper, and and. And it's just, I just thought it was kind of an arrogant move. You know, you, you, you need to be able to prevent those attacks. Well, the one thing I've noticed about this World Cup, and it started really in the last World Cup, I think, in, in 2014, was that the the group stage are is a lot more competitive than it, than it used to be, you know, three or four World Cups ago even. just uh, It is... Not easy for these teams, and, and, and this one especially seems like it's even. I mean, you know, Morocco and, and Iran both are average teams, but they're still pretty good. I mean, and and then they gave you know Spain and and Portugal both absolute fits yesterday. You know, Morocco probably should have won the game had it not been for their lack of accuracy in front of the net. It's kind of what I find in. most. Most kind of uh, disappointing, I guess, like in some of the other countries, especially I guess in Latin America, that you know these teams. Uh, I'm surprised by how underperform, how um, underwhelming they've been. How a lot of these teams, like um, you know, less so Panama, but like Peru, they seem to, you know, even though they did play well, that the that they the the moment itself seems to be a bit uh wane on them. Whereas uh, you see other countries that are just believing in themselves and they're just like, you know, something like like what Croatia did today. You know, that's not something that you typically see in, 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 in World Cups. And suddenly you, you see uh, a lot of teams see themselves as potentially going far now because of all these uh, big teams that are, that are falling. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there there is a, a clear-cut favorite at all at this point, right? You know, the, the, at this juncture in the, in the tournament. I mean, you just, you just can't really say that one team has been, you know, a head and shoulders above anybody else. Russia has scored eight goals, but, you know, let's... Uh... Yeah, I, I think I think their true colors will be seen once the knockouts get started. Right. Um, this next match is kind of a throwaway for them. I don't think it... it I mean, at least if I were... If I were I, I would want I would want an absolute like alternate team suiting up for the next game because I don't think they it's going to affect them a whole lot where they're going to end up um, depending on, as far as like who they're going to play. 
Well, it's either going to be Spain or Portugal, so pick. So point. that yeah, so I'm like, I think at that point, like you know, you just you know, let's just go there with with fresh legs and give ourselves the best chance, whoever we play. Um, I don't think there's any kind of point in, in, in going all out to win the group. Right. Yeah, but I mean, as far as the uh, the candidatos, I mean, there's really. I mean, has, has anyone really stood out saying, "Oh, yeah, this 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 team is"? I think people are still high on, on on Germany, but I think this next match should be give us a better idea of, of where they're at. Really, I mean, what what if what if Sweden you know gets an early goal and their great defense holds them down and they lose one zero? Germany's out. They're done. Yeah. Oh, dude. You know you know what you know what John? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and it's probably not even a limb. It's probably. I mean, I, I guess in hindsight, maybe it's, it'll be obvious. Is um, Germany won uh, the 2014 World Cup uh, thanks to uh, that Bayern base that uh, Pep Guardiola was coaching, because the German style of play during that World Cup was very similar to to kind of the you know that Barcelona style. And and then the World Cup before you had Spain winning it with the base of uh, of Barca and, and and you know Real Madrid players, so. You know, a lot can be can be said for the the chemistry that these guys have uh, on the field, and you know the coach. And well, the that's managers. that's the thing though. You you'd figure they would have a chemistry because I mean that spine of the team is still intact. I mean, you still have Kadira, you still have uh, um, Botang and, and Hummels. I mean, you figure that that's backbone of the team right there. But they don't they don't they don't play the same way at Bayern, even. Uh, uh, I think when they fired Pep and they brought back, uh, they, they brought in, uh, uh, what the hell's his name now, Ancelotti, some of the players were, like, practicing on their own extra, you know? They were saying, hey, the, the intensity is not there anymore that we had under under Guardiola. And uh, so I think, uh, I, 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 to me, the last two World Cups, maybe it's an outrageous statement, they've been won by, by Pep Guardiola, basically. And I think uh So so then by by your estimate England England should win. No, because uh he doesn't he doesn't have an English base, but I could see uh There's not I a lot see, of Man City players in the English team? There's like there's a few. There's not it's it's only uh, it's John Stones, it's uh Raheem Stirling and I think uh uh Kyle Walker, one of the one of one of the right center backs. So it's it's not a lot of players. But I could see him. I I, I I could potentially see Pep collecting the best uh, uh, English players for his system under Manchester City, and then and then you know two years down the line getting hired to to coach uh, the English national team because he has expressed uh, an interest in doing it. So I could see him getting you know the the the, the you know the six seven English players getting them in his system. And then going forward and taking the English national team because he's pretty open to coaching any national team. Remember, he, I think he he kind of offered himself to Brazil and then. Uh, is is that before down. or after he goes and coaches Chivas for a year? Oh no, no, Zidane's coming. To Ch- oh no, well, you know what, dude, Cardoso's doing a he's doing a decent job with these guys. I mean, as 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 far as uh, oh man, I just realized what I just did. Oh, the, the promotional material being put out. John, oh my uh, god. Carlos yeah, you did. Is, uh, I did, and I know. All right. Those is doing great. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how once they start playing, man. 
I don't, I don't think Jolie's too excited about it, though. <laughs> there was an earlier seg, there's an earlier seg that, that was there. I didn't take it. I don't know if you did it on purpose or not, but we could have gone, gone off on. No, well, that was, that was a very, that was a very little one. So I thank, yeah. I thank you for, 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 for bringing it back for, uh, for bringing it back. So, so there isn't really, you know, the, the, there, there isn't a team who has that base. So, I mean, I mean, really, it's gonna, it's, it's it, it, obviously these next few games are gonna uh, go a long way in determining where things shake out. And uh, tomorrow's schedule, I think, I think Brazil has the early game against uh, Costa Rica, Portico Santa. This is gonna be the, uh, I think that the District Tico is gonna, their number is gonna come up in the sky tomorrow night for uh for Costa Rica. It's an intriguing match. I, I don't I don't favor them at all. I wouldn't put money on them, but it wouldn't shock me if they pulled out a result. I just don't think that I don't think they've got the the uh the energy that could, they had in the, in the in the last one. I think they could be organized enough though and um Brazil doesn't seem like they're quite clicking right now. Um, you know, I think uh, if they could be, if they could roughhouse uh, Neymar a little bit, they, I, I think they, they, they can make a point. And, and who knows if, if they can. Um... So you're still clinging to your dream of having Costa Rica finish second place. So you're, you're, you're basically. Well, no, your no, I, I'm actually, no, I'm actually hoping, um, Truth be, if, if for that scenario to play out more than anything, not so much on Loticos, but I, I more than anything, I like Mexico's chances of winning the group. So I'm hoping that that Brazil does their part and they they get uh, they get first on their own. They on need their to group. win and they need to win big. So they just they just need to win. That, that's I'm like yeah I'm like I'm like for personal side yeah I'd love for you guys to get far, but. We're gonna no. need you to take four or five goals today, so just <laughs> understand it's nothing personal. But and plus, yeah. you know, and it is nothing personal, you know, because I think I think the world would would love love to see a round of sixteen matchup Germany and Brazil. Is Neymar hurt though, or is he is he? He is hurt. He's nicked. I mean, he's gonna play, but uh, but from, from everything that I've heard, that that they have been treating him. And that, and that he he walked away from the last game a little bit. Well, he also injured himself. A little bruised. Uh, he nicked his ankle in practice, but I'm sure that was just uh, uh, probably uh, lingering injuries from him because he got fouled what, like 50 times in the, in the game against Switzerland. I mean, it was. That's a smart uh, strategy, though. I mean, if you know he's already hurt and, and, and if the ref's going to let you get away with a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the, you're there the, to win. That, that's shame on FIFA for for not instructing because I mean that's how that's the, the, that that was kind of like the dark period in, in 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 world soccer from the like after the '86 World Cup, uh, you know, through Italia '90, just about the Euro '92, where the the I mean these poor guys. I mean Marco van Basten had like five ankle surgeries. I mean they were just 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 chopped to pieces because the refs wouldn't allow it. And uh, it just was just a very unfortunate. I mean, the professional foul was just, you know, it, it was so cynical. It was just such a just a a, a very un, unappealing part a history, a part of the history of the game back then. And and and, and that that that's what uh, what Switzerland did to Neymar and the ref. The ref just 
you know, he didn't, you know, you got to, you know, throw a red card around or, 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 or just let the or just you know, hit him with the yellows, like, and just and, and be quick with it. Be really quick with it. I would set the tone, you know, and if they're going to do it, it's like, all right, you're just going to, you're going to get kicked from the game. I mean, that's just going to be it. I, 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 you have to protect the talent, I think. I mean, we're, if we want to see a, a spectacle. You know what, though? If there's one guy that, that you want to kind of kick, you know, I mean, just it's Neymar, dude, and it's his, his little the little face that he makes. Where yeah, he, I thought you were going to say Ron, but uh, okay. Uh, Ronaldo de Luna? No, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Dino de Luna. No, no, no. It, it, I think to me it's Neymar, man. I mean, because – I, I watched the games, and you know, I can't tell if he, he really got hit or if he's embellishing extremely. You know. Well, you know, Neymar had the injury, so he so this is his first action with a three months, or, or I believe it's since since he broke his foot. So he's not he's he's not fully one hundred percent anyway. And uh, so you know, on top of that, on top of that, I mean, they they really did a good job of no fine. And if and if Brazil. Doing, oh. uh, you know, if, yeah. if, if they're basing the their entire movement on, on on a guy who's not a hundred percent, then you know maybe that that that's more on them than uh, anything else. But I mean, but if you're on the opposing team, wouldn't you test them? Well, sure, but not like thirty times. I mean, you would hope that the ref would would not allow that. But yeah, yeah. but absolutely, <laughs> I would. Yeah, of course, of course, you would. It's like, hey man, he has he's he hasn't played and, has, and he's broken foot. Let's see if it actually really feels one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, there's there's no question that that's yeah. I mean, so do you think the Tico's going to do that also? They're they're going to absolutely, yeah, yeah. I I think um I know they have had the reputation of 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 at least uh, Mexican fans like you know they they attribute um. Uh, and a willingness to to play from the Ticos, but I think in in a game like this, they're going to be super conservative. They're going to be, and I think they're going to see how effective parking the bus has been thus far for for many of the teams. And they do have the players to 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 do some damage on a counterattack. So I, I think that's that's going to be, and and they also have the freedom of knowing that you know there is some pressure on Brazil to to bring the game forward. So I. I yeah, if they if they if they're organized, they're going to have some good chances on the counterattack. I, I I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, but the thing the thing for Costa Rica, though, unfortunately for them, is that if they lose, they are eliminated. And they're and, and but you know what? They also give themselves a chance because they got they got a world class uh, goalkeeper. You know, he's not as good as uh, Gochoa, but um, You're talking about he, that bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that Real Madrid bum, yeah, he that bum at Real Madrid. He's obviously going to need an Ochoa-esque performance, you know, because uh, they're obviously going to get through some, and and he's going to have to have a big match. But absolutely, it's possible. I, I wouldn't put it past him. I, I, this is still the same, generally speaking, the same team, even though they're probably four years older and not as good. But they they have to cling to that belief. Um, they have to look at, at at Brazil and say, "Hey, look, Neymar's not 100. percent They don't look 100. percent If if Switzerland could could get up, could, could tie them, then obviously we can, and we can maybe even beat them. Why not? So, so you think <laughs> there'll be there'll be a few hard fouls on Neymar to kind of, um, yep, 
Morning sign. It's Central, Central America, man. That like I don't know. Like I remember speaking to my uh, Tico friends, and they, they they've expressed how like that's the style of play. It's it's rudo. Um, I think that those players are are, are totally um, able to play that way, and I think that's. I know it's ugly, and it's probably like anti-football and all, but I, I think that that's their best chance to win. Is that Carmen? <laughs> no. That's Carmen. No, that's uh, from the cable guy. Oh. <laughs> well, gentlemen, let's uh, let's 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 finish up with uh, our, our expectation for. Uh, for South Korea, Joel, uh, you uh, have any thoughts or uh, as to how you expect the game to go? Is it going to be a partido rispido, or is Mexico going to be able to uh, uh, will their way to a win? It's very favorable for Mexico. Uh, South Korea is not. They coming. They're coming in off a bad qualifying campaign. They switched coach with two games left into the qualification. They were um, they were in the same group as Iran. Iran had already clinched the spot. It was the top two. They pulled from the group, and they were at that point. They were they lost they lost to Qatar, I believe, three to two, and and with two games left, and they were only one point in sec, you know, holding to second place by one point. That's when they fired the coach and they brought the current guy in. Uh, and then even after that, their last. Two games were scoreless draws, so they it was they were a bit fortunate to to have qualified uh, direct. So it's a team that to me it's just you know they got some young talent, two strikers, uh, one of them that's in the Premier League and another one that plays in Austria, and but they just haven't shown anything to me where. I, that would make me worry. I think as long as Mexico plays their game, they have nothing to worry about. The, the, my concern is only like, is Osoyo going to take liberties and, and do heavy tinkering, you know? He said it was going to be minimal, but we've seen it in the past where he'll change up to eight players. No, I, 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 I think he knows and understands how important this game is. So I, 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 don't, I don't expect – I mean, I think that they'll probably – Change maybe three at the most. I mean, I, I mean, like Gallardo probably wouldn't play, or you know, you know, stuff like that. Well, um, he said in the past that one of the reasons he's gone to where he believes in rotation is to keep the players fresh. They've had nearly a week off, so I don't think that's going to factor in in this decision. Um, I think we're going to see the heavy tinkering in the following game. To be honest with you, um, and yeah, he's already kind of indicated that there will only be one or two changes, so th- that's what I'm expecting. You, you know what, guys? Um, I, I don't know if you heard. Uh, I guess Jesus Ayardo was going to transfer to Monterrey uh, from Pumas. Yeah, it was. A, it's, it's a done deal. You know what? I just I, I ran across something that says that that transfer is on hold now. That they, it, it's falling apart. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Dude was named to the the. There were three Mexicans on the. Is what is it? The 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 the, the who scored or op- optimal team, and he was one of them. It was, oh, yeah. it was him, Ochoa, and, uh, and, and Herrera were the, it was the only team that had more than, more than one guy on the team from, from the, from the, from the, from the, uh, from match day one. And, you know, uh, I saw another one by ESPN. They had, uh, they had two players and Osorio. 
manager of the first round. Wow. And he was Chucky, H.H. and Osorio. Well, uh, yeah, that would that wouldn't surprise me at all. So, so Profe, what is your uh, what 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 is your your expectation here? Oh, I think Mexico wins convincingly, man. I think like a, you know, they score an early goal, and then from there, Korea's gotta, you know, try to open up, try to. So I think they win convincingly, like like three zero or, you know, say two zero or three zero scoreline. I think, uh, and that'll be that'll be the tournament for Korea. But they're gonna, um, they're they're gonna play a little bit open, and then Mexico's gonna. I think uh, we'll have space to attack, and I think you're right about the the players we'll see, like Tecatito, Fabian, and I I think he you know he this this stuff about there's only going to be two subs. I think it's 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 just uh, um you know just fodder for the media. Bullshit. Yeah, I think it's bullshit, and I think he's you know the you know the the Korean uh, manager he went he went public saying hey you know what um European eyes they cannot di- uh, uh, distinguish. Uh, uh, Korean faces, Asian faces. So I had my players uh, switch switching jerseys at practice. So they wore three different numbers uh, during the practice sessions. Uh, uh, it, it didn't work. They lost one zero. Yeah, they lost one zero. But I, I, you know, so I think I'm expecting you know stuff like that's going on. And and the Korean, I think they had some Korean reporters uh, get kicked out of a coffee shop. Uh, they were trying to spy on the Mexican national team. <laughs> I love. I heard the players all dyed their hair blonde. <laughs> Mexico? No, 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 no. The Koreans? That'd be something, though, right? <laughs> well, that's not the that's not the catito blonde. I was wondering if that was going to be a thing, but I guess that was just a thing for him. Maybe he was trying to match on Neymar's ugly style, ugly hair. So, man, man. that was a, that was that was not 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 a good decision there by uh, Neymar. He look, he looks like a like a like a. I like saw a, this wonderful meme. Acid crazy uh, Or this this great Photoshop of they imposed uh, his. His face over Martin Gore's body uh, from Depeche Mode back in there, uh, back when he was wearing the, the chains. Oh yeah, it, yeah. So it, wearing uh, in that uh, bondage attire is, is is pretty great. That is a uh, that's pretty funny. So all of y'all, then it, it sounds like you're expecting a, a comfortable a comfortable win, is what it sounds like to me. I don't want to sound overconfident, but I, I'm thinking the tight game. Maybe they'll get a goal in the first half, maybe early in the second half, and then um, that desperation will force them to open up, and they'll maybe get there's two, maybe three toward the end of the game. Yeah, that's kind, kind of, of expecting it. Kind of like along with the profe. I, I, you know, I don't think it'll be like, oh wow, Mexico seem rolling. I think it'll be, it'll be circumstantial, you know. They they fall down early and they're they're forced to to open up and Mexico exploits that but it it'll be a closer game than the score will reflect if that makes if, if that makes sense right well I, I'm at this I'm at the point and I get this way usually at this point in the term where it's like I don't really you know you know play well play poorly I don't care just get the win just do whatever you need to do to get the win Al Davis fan huh just win babe well yeah. Teams that uh, that other that uh, you know the fans have been, have been gushing about like Peru and then Morocco. And I was seeing, oh, it's so it, it's you know they play so so well. It's a shame that the World Cup. Well, they yeah, they did play. They played well enough to be eliminated out of the, in the World Cup after the second game. 
Jugaron Tunisia. como nunca. So. Tunisia, England, John. Well, that one not so much because I, I didn't think that, that that Tunisia really did anything in that game. I mean, especially the, the the first half. I mean, England should have, you know, had that game well in hand after the first thirty minutes. But uh, regardless, you know, they were, ended up getting the uh, getting the win. So uh, again, the, you know, the 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 name of the uh, of this episode is is con la, con los pies en la tierra. So all three of y'all, the, 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 despite the fact that we have name this episode, you know, keep your, you know, like the old keys, keys, keep your feet on the ground and your head in the stars. So, just wanted to... But, but, you know, keep in mind the way we're predicting. I don't think anybody's predicting, like... The three Gs. When, you know, like, three zero, like you said, like, it, that could be a deceiving scoreline if 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 you get that second one in the 90th minute and, and, and the second one comes in at the, like, 85th minute. You know, like, uh, that that's... That, <clears throat> that tells a different story. That's kind of what I'm thinking, you know, that, that it's going to be a really, really difficult uh, game for, for, for Mexico, except they're going to be able to manage it properly and, and, and ultimately, you know, pick their moments and win. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that Mexico, uh, you know, as opposed to Sweden has a little bit more individual talent. Uh, that can, uh, well, at least technically, that can that can break down the Korean uh, defense a little more than. And they also than, uh, lost, I think, their starting fullback. So, I mean, I don't know how important he was to their team, but I mean, losing a starter is a a big big deal yeah. to most teams, especially a team. And, and again, and I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, they're Korea is a good national team, but Korea like Mexico are only going like fourteen, fifteen deep. So yeah, it's uh, losing a starter for a team like Korea is is, is much more. And impactful. fullbacks, I think, um, are you know at least in my opinion, probably amongst one of the more important positions because they're difficult to fill, and especially with Mexico's just awesome wing wing, wing play, um, I, I think uh, should be interesting. And I think it's a big advantage for Mexico. Well, I do think that Mexico will win, and I do think that. Uh, that Javier will score since we're, you know, he has he has asked to, to put the kibosh on uh, on the Cheech talk. So, Chicharito. Well, I, I actually, you know, when I when I speak to like my my sister, so I always call him Chicharito anyway. So, hat trick. So you're saying that Cheech hat trick? Oh man, that would be outstanding. I just, I just, no, but I I do think he'll score. I think that he will. Uh, I think that his. Movement uh, and what what he can do inside uh, the box. I think. Yes, Joel. Are you talking about Zagio again? Let's assume he plays. Oh, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play. He will play and he will score. I think you. I, I think you have to have Ticharito start. Just what he did in that game, um, his ability to constantly get open, to be available for that outlet. I, I think he. I think they're going to try to do that again. Yeah, we uh, before y'all got on, uh, Prof and I had a very good talk about uh, some of the the more uh, tactical things, and uh, and we we brought up Chicharitos. Just what you were saying, Dad. Just how. How quickly he was able to get open, and then, uh, I mean, he did serve up, he did serve up the assist on the goal, and he had a couple more that were just 
you know, a half a step away from from being in the back of the net. Because, I mean, if if you could one-touch pass across the field, there's no defense for that. Um, at some point, like, the defense has to react, and the ball's always going to move faster. So if if you could just literally one touch pass like 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 they, they like they did they're gonna shred um they they could shred up any kind of defense um and I just think uh, Chicharito's key to making that making that strategy work I don't think uh, Raúl or I don't think Raúl could would be able to serve the function as well um, I don't think he's as quick. Um, yeah, definitely go with Cheech again. All right. Well, do we uh, do we have anything else to discuss, gentlemen, or are we uh, are we going to wrap it up here? I'm good, man. You know what? I, I want to say something. Uh, Mexican press has been saying, uh, well, some of them. That Mexico's gotta extend uh, Osorio's contract before he gets hired by, before he leaves. That they gotta lock him up because the U.S. is threatening to, or supposedly trying to negotiate with him. What do you guys think about that, John? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be the pope or nothing, but no, that's okay. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's an excellent question. Uh, well, how interesting that is that, that that now that that the Mexican press who for who for three years have done nothing but just uh, absolutely destroy this guy. They're not, saying that, they're not saying that they have to. Oh, we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to lock this guy down. You know, we can't let him get away. Um, I don't know if Osorio. I don't know if Osorio stays. If he has a, I mean, Joel has always said that Osorio is uh, is using Mexico as a, as a way to launch himself into uh, into a European coaching coaching position. So I would assume that if if Mexico has a decent World Cup, Osorio is going to. Want yeah. to look beyond uh, another national team? I think he wants. I think he wants a club team. Yeah, I do think he has his heart set in the EPL. A, uh, he he EPL really man all the national way. Team. Um, nah, man. If he gets an offer from EPL, the U.S. gig seems like a lateral move. Yeah, um, but if you if know that, his story, if you know his story, um, you know that he's, he's. I'm sure he's got to be thinking that a, a victory over over Germany. His stock just went up a few ticks, quite a few probably. People are certainly recognizing his genius. So um, he he's going to have some good offers, assuming he doesn't. Um, the team doesn't fall on their face. The rest of this uh, group stage, um, I think anything beyond that, his stock has risen for sure. Um, so you I, think, I think you think EPL Joel? EPL the way, man. There's. He's not going to get any high-profile national team aside from Colombia. There's, I really doubt it. In well, Italy I'm just going to answer that. Um, um, calling, you know. Uh, I don't think EPL. Um, I but, can see uh, but that's where his, I mean, Spain or maybe Germany. I don't know. But, that's uh, where his mind Spain is just at. seems like it. But I know he's fascinated with, with the English league, so who knows. And they, they know about him. He's done interviews over there. They know all about his time in with Liverpool and, and the Man City and all that stuff and going to... Uh, well, um, one thing else I'll, I'll, that I'll add to the, cause to, to his initial point, I think it's a bad bad choice to go after, to try to resign him. 
Um, yeah, I don't I think, do think that it, the guys have good. Uh, the second time around is just not a. Yeah. Yeah, you you can't re, you can't re, re, remake the magic. It's it's like that first album curse, you know. The first one's always really good. The second one kind of right. sucks. Well, what what just, about uh, Lowe? Leave on a good note. Whatever happens, I think he should leave. Yeah, I mean Lowe is going through that. We're seeing it with uh, with Beckerman. You know, the only one who seems to have escaped the curse somewhat is uh, is uh, is uh, Tavares. Yeah, but he's Lowe still achieved plenty, you know. Um, yeah, you're he right. Well, I didn't really. Couldn't do it again. Was but, Lowe the guy in 2010 too? There are, yeah. You know. oh, so this he, is so he's been. This is his third his third World Cup. Yeah, he's he he pretty much uh, once Pickerman left, he, he was Pickerman's assistant in the 2006 uh, World Cup, and he's been there. I mean, not Pickerman. I'm sorry, Tinsman. Tinsman, sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? I got my. my hablamos, we. You got yeah, your, know, you get, get your mind's your mind's confused. You know, you know so. what? It, it's it. It depends how, you know. It it depends how the federation is, because you you could do good or you could do bad. But I mean, I think consistency it it could stay there. I mean, with with Peckerman, he he got them again to the second to a second World Cup. Uh, it's been a bit unfortunate, but that's how it is when you only have three games, qualifying out of. Wait, yeah, Pickerman, oh. because we're saying how it no le fue bien, but he did take him to the World Cup again, you know? Um, right. I mean, and not only that, but I mean, what, what, what game plan do you have for a third minute red card and a penalty kick? Yeah, and then qualifying, qualifying out of, out of Conmebol, that had to be the most difficult out of all the qualifiers. That was the most difficult confederation, man, to, to have. I mean, Chile ended up being eliminated. So, I, yeah, it's not what they wanted to, but at least, you know, they maintained some consistency when then they could build on that. You know, um, uh, yeah, it's hard to repeat. You know, you can't expect that all the time, but at least you you could stay fairly strong. And I think that's because, Lowe, that's why he, he's been resigned already till 2022. So even if he goes down in a... You know, you, even if he doesn't get out of the group stage, he's already tied for the next. You know. So, which, which EPL team, Hoyle, is it going to be? Huddlestown. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. You know, it could be any team. Wolves. Well, is, is he going to be reunited with uh, with Raúl Jiménez? Gensabe, you know, I mean, we saw Bob Bradley get hired in a team in the in the English Premier League. Um, who knows? But hey, I wish him luck. If he does get that offer, that's that's a, that has been his goal, and if he could achieve it, it'll make the Mexico job more attractive. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, like you were saying a while back, you know, national teams have been having a hard time finding coaches. You know. I think, and I think a lot of them just prefer overall. They they prefer to be in the club, especially if you're in one of the top leagues. Yeah, because I mean, it's more of an everyday thing. I mean, the national team. I mean, you get your guys once every three or four months, and you get them for four days. Yeah, which which makes holding on to your job sometimes. You you really can't do. It's hard to do some work like that. 
Yeah, it is. It's uh, you know, you know, which is why I mean, it's uh, you know, you know, you compare Argentina to Mexico, and I'm not, you know, comparing them, you know, the level of talent or quality, whatever it is. But you have a coach that's been there for three years, you know, and had players that have worked in, in in the way that he likes to work. You know, he's a system guy, and then San Paoli is, as as Juan pointed out, another system guy. But they've only had, uh, you know, a little over a year to uh, to do anything. You know, and then half of that time was spent, you know, again getting guys for, uh, you know, three and four days at a time, and that's it. So. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's certainly, there's certainly a difference now. Of course, you compare that to in the last World Cup for Mexico where they had Piojo for, you know, whatever it was, six months, five months. And, you know, he only, he only had his, his, his full team for, for one, one fetch at FIFA before he went to the World Cup. And he was able to do what he did. So maybe this doesn't matter how long you're with the, how long you're with your squad. Choco against Netherlands. He I'm won't sorry. be the first, and he won't be the last. I don't know why you're trying to bring us down like that, Profe. I'm sorry, man. I just couldn't, you know. You know. You know. I would counter that. I would counter that with with well, you know, you know, at least when 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 Bioko coached his team against Croatia in the group stage, they didn't lose three zero. They won three to one. That's all I would counter that. Absolutely, because I know how much I know how much you are a San Paulista. Well, the thing is, I mean, San Pauli, He said, "Hey, you know that one saying? Let me, let me. In fact, let me look it up. The, you know, I, 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 I brought that up. Bar. I brought that saying up today with, with my with my Argentine friends, and they did not appreciate it. <laughs> Especially not today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were not particularly happy with me by bringing it up. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you know, he needs more. Sampoli needs another. He needs a full cycle. Unless he pulls a a Bielsa, you know, coaches the 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 Olympic team and then quits right after. You know. All right. So, so I've asked y'all. Y'all say Mexico wins. The Vestal, does Argentina qualify? Who will Argentina qualify yes or no? I don't know, man. It's, it's a tough call for me. I think because of what's going on that's, and all the That's why we stuff. pay you the big bucks to appear on the show, Joel, to make, to make the tough calls. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm going to go with no, John, and I hope I'm as wrong as I was with the Mexico result. Yeah. Are but you, I, uh, Broken locker room, man. Is Argentina your second team, Juan? Kind of, yeah. I don't <laughs> follow. Like, huh? <laughs> what happened? ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué? No, profe, profe was mouthing off over there. Huh? huh? <laughs> no, no, I just it got a little, uh, the, the, the fireworks, the smoke. Uh... <laughs> kind of. I, I have some sentimental, um, you know, attachment. To the Albi Celeste. Oh, why is that? Well, I, I I lived in Buenos Aires twice, or I've gone there twice for a couple months. I have a lot of friends still that live over there. I haven't been in touch with them recently, but I need to know what's going on now. Right. Yeah. 
So Argentina is 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 to you the way Brazil is to me. It's like a very very sentimental team. Yeah, I mean, if they play Mexico, I'm still Mexico, you know, all of the sure. way. I understand. So Joel says Argentina no, in hopes that he can reverse jinx it into a yes. <laughs> That's very well put, John. Yeah. All right, Dan. Argentina makes the next makes the knockouts. Yes or no? Yes. Yes, Dan do. says, yes, they do. Juan Uribe, el profe, el profe. You know, we haven't called you profe camarayas all night. I just want you to, I just want you to know we've, we've respected just profe. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I don't deserve to be called uh, camarayas, man. I think uh, it's a misnomer, you know, Gro- grossly exaggerated. No, but... um. Uh, is this thing still on? Oh yeah. Yeah, we're, we're still we're still with you. We're still waiting All for right. your pick. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna say uh, Argentina goes through, man. I think uh, I think the stars align, and I think Jolie, you know, going for his jinx pick, it really means he wants him to he wants to be wrong. So obviously they are gonna go through. All right. I am actually gonna say no. I don't think they're gonna make it through. I mean, I I, I do I do hedge. By saying that if, if if they do manage to make it through, then I, I I say they will be the most dangerous team in the uh, in the knockouts. But uh, if it, uh, but I but I do not expect them to make it through. I think that Iceland is much better than people give credit for. I think that they could uh, that, that 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 they could sustain the points they need to sustain, and I'm not entirely sure that. Uh, that Argentina can get the result they need against Nigeria. So I think that because of those two factors, I think that uh, that Argentina will not make it through. And then my, my last question for y'all before we wrap it up, is there any other of the, of the peces gordos of the, uh, you know, second, good Lord, of the peces gordos that uh, do not make it out of the group stage? Any other surprises? Is um is England considered a pez gordo? I would consider him a pez gordo. Nah, but I think they're they're going through, man. There's they got Panama, but man, they look so pathetic. Almost, uh, if they were in a you know if they had better opponents, man, I would totally say England's out. All right, Dan. Any other any other of the big boys falling falling flat? Um. I wouldn't be surprised if Brazil did. I don't think it'll happen, but I, that one, I guess that'll be my one uh, choice that, that might. That they, might. Uh, did not make it through the Copa, the Copa America Centenario. Brazil. So that would, that would be my one. All right. Joel, any other, any other big boys? Not make no, it to the I, don't, I don't think, no. No, if anything, we'll probably see some of the teams bounce back. Okay, so Joel has 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 stated that he doesn't expect Argentina to advance, but that'll be the only real surprise of the uh, yeah. And, and it's more it's more to do with with their internal conflicts. Uh, there was even reports, and it was before this match on uh, a meltdown between the coaching staff and a lot of the players. That's right. Oh, so it was it was players involved too? We just thought it was coaches, but it's players were involved too. Yeah, so I mean, 
And, and that's a situation where it's been, it's been like that for a long time, basically since Grondona passed away. So there's been a power vacuum and, and no one has filled the hole. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, there's, I think there's been no one that, you know, that says, that, that's gonna say, um, what's gonna happen, you know, like, like a definite leader, someone to, to impose. Seems like a bunch of clicks. Well, hopefully, uh, for your sake, uh, Argentina will, 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 uh, do what they need to do and get the results they need from the other games in order for them to, to advance. We don't want, we don't want, we don't want the, the sad Argentine Joel to, uh, to join us in our next podcast. Cause next Thursday we will have the, uh, the group stage will have been wrapped up and we'll have the, uh, the knockouts uh, all ready to go. So we should have a, it's going to be another very interesting week of, uh, of soccer. Uh, I'm going to be actually, I'm going to be in Dallas on Saturday uh, with my sister. And this will be the first time that we will have watched a World Cup game together since 1986. So wow. it, has, it has been a while. What game watched was that. it, John? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, wait, wait, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, Edit that. It was the first the first time I watched a Mexico World Cup game with her since 1986. Uh, we actually watched the uh, World Cup games in the in '94, but very briefly. But uh, it was the uh, the last one we watched together. I think it was Mexico Belgium in 1986. The last time we watched the World Cup game together. That was Mexico game. That's a good omen. Yes, it is. It is. It is. And uh, she, poor thing, she was driving back from uh, Colorado. And uh, I told y'all that the that the 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 football that we met app has been has been acting up, so she uh, wasn't able to listen to the match. Although I think I think she has XM. I should have told her that that the matches were on the the serious uh, whatever that channel's called, Serious FC. Uh, a channel I think, I think they were on that. But uh, so I was I was texting her updates. Yeah, she was she was very thankful to receive those updates and, and thankful to the news that she was getting as well. So. It'll be, it should be a lot of fun. The game again is at 11 o'clock uh, central, which is nine Pacific uh, noon on the East Coast. Uh, time what? for you. I thought it was eight. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's at, uh, at nine. Hang on a second. Man, that screws up my whole freaking. Tarjeta Roja, profe. No, it says eight Pacific. I, I... You gotta check your, your, uh. All right, I'm, ch- I'm checking right now. See, mine. What the hell? Mike says, "You know what?" Mike says, ten. So yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, I, I screwed you up. Yeah, well, that, that's right. It's, it's seven, ten, and one. Yeah, ten o'clock, ten o'clock central, eleven, eleven Eastern. So yeah, eight Pacific. I still think you should get the red card so you can watch. You can watch the second half. <laughs> no, I'm a, well, what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll be at the game, but I'll be on my phone watching the watching the game. You know, streaming right. it somehow. I'm gonna be having to watch it on on my phone as well. Why is that, Dan? I'm I'm having to reserve a um, picnic tables uh, for my son's birthday party at a park, so I gotta wake up bright and early to make sure nobody nabs it. Oh yeah, how do you how do how does one reserve a, a picnic table? First come, first serve, man. Show up with my chair and stuff, and I'll, I'll be able to pack some beer, so I, I should be straight. Oh, well, there you go. Morning drinking. 
I did some, on a I did three some, inch screen. I did some day drinking today, and it wrecked me. I was I was I was done, and I only had two drinks. I'm a lightweight, Dan. I don't know what happened to me, but I, I, I can't. It's I, just I can't like any it. other sport, John. You you gotta you gotta. I am definitely out of practice. I am definitely out of practice. I'm not, I'm not like you uh, like you heavyweights <laughs> with your fancy craft beers and your fancy bourbons. That's how I like to drink. Joel, are you are you going to be able to watch the uh, the Mexico game? Or are you uh, going to be incognito? No, I am. It's my day off. So watch it from the cozy confines of your uh, no at eight, the eight a.m. game. Is that is that worthy of getting out of bed to watch, or do you just watch? Oh from yeah, the- no World Cup, man. It's every four years. You have okay. to, man. So do you get out and you actually put clothes on or do you watch the game on your chonis? No, that's that's why I'm inviting chickies over. I don't want I don't want things to get weird. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh we hope that uh, wherever you are uh watching the game on Saturday that you're watching with uh friends and loved ones, whether you're watching at home or at a bar or whatever it is, just remember to be safe and be responsible. We don't want uh we don't want to hear about you. And your antics, uh, things that folks got involved with by reading the police blotter. So let's uh, let, let, let's keep that to a to a to a minimum. But I think that's a good spot for us to wrap up the show. Uh, looking forward to uh, the game on Saturday. Like I said, you know, hopefully uh, Mexico will be able to get the win. But uh, you know, my my prevailing thought is just get the win, get the six points. Put yourself on the verge of qualification, and then uh, hopefully the the results from the later game will uh, help take care of that, and uh, we will go from there. But all Mexico can do is just play what's in front of them. If they can keep winning, then that's uh, the best thing that they can do, and hopefully that'll be the case. Juan Aceves, thank you very much for joining us here on the Cantina Mekis podcast, as always. Thank you, John. Always a pleasure. And uh, I hope that your your reverse jinx uh, pick works out for you, Joel. Thank you. And I want to thank uh, Albert Echiquiscampa for joining us. I know he's driving to uh, California. It's in Ozona, Texas right now. Dan Preciado, thanks for hopping on, Dan. Appreciate Pleasure it as always. always. We will yep. – uh, uh, good luck on, uh, on on Saturday with reserving the uh, the table, holding down the fort and watching the game. Now, Profe, you're going to be watching and coaching at the same time? Multitasking, John. You yeah. got to do it. You know what you need to do, Joel, is, 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 is our, uh, uh, Profe, is, is to put the, the phone on, an, on, on, on like one of their players that you're not going to use that much, like around his neck, and he has like- to constantly <laughs> walk around in front of you so you don't miss a minute of the action while you're still coaching. Oh, there you go. <laughs> put like tape it to their back. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Say so you have to. You, no, yeah, you have to put it on his front because that way he can see your eyes. That way, you know, if it's on his back, he has no idea if you're watching or not. Have a, have him get up to warm up and be like, all right, right, I'm not gonna sub you and sit down again. Or what you could do is, you know, they have like those selfie sticks. You could have the kid just hold up the phone for you in front of your mm-hmm. eyes, so that you know, if you, if you need to, if you're a very animated guy, you communicate a lot with your hands. Then you know, it, it could be a hands-free experience for you. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Like, make it seem like I'm recording the game too. But, you know, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm streaming Mexico game. Good plan, John. Good plan. That is, you know, that is that is not half bad. That is not half bad. I, I think I think that that could really work out for you. 
Well, I'm sure you <laughs> won't be the only one streaming the game there. Dude, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm hoping the, the players will show up. <laughs> oh, really? Well, see, but who schedules who schedules a game on Mexico World Cup Day? I know, dude. They screwed me over on the schedule, man. They were they were supposed to schedule around it, but you know they. The, That's like that video of the uh, of the Argentine couple driving around where the, the the wife tells the guy, "Oh, by the way, my cousin's getting married on the 16th. It's 16th of June." Yeah, yeah. They they they, well, they end up skipping the wedding, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, man, I, I wish I, I wish I could find one. that. Oh, so you were the one that scheduled it? Yeah, not exactly. I, I could have petitioned to 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 schedule me around, but I just dropped the ball completely. Yeah, there it is. Exactly. Exactly. So, so shame on whoever was that scheduled that for the profit. Yeah, freaking. It, it was, you know, with somebody from, uh, from Hacienda Heights, which is like the Whittier, Whittier area, so probably some Pocho. Probably Dan knows him, and he's probably living not too far from there, I think. So I'm going to blame Dan for this one. As well, as well you should. I'm sure, I'm sure Dan will, uh, will will politely not accept any of the blame, as he, as he should. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, again, uh, really enjoyed uh, talking with you guys here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. We'll do it again next week. And like we said, uh, that we'll be on next Thursday. And uh, by that point, all the group stage games will be over and uh, the uh, knockouts. Uh, I can't remember if they start uh, Friday or Saturday. Look at my trusty little calendar of, of, of next week. It looks like they uh, start on Saturday. So should have uh, a lot to talk about next week. Hopefully, mostly good news if you're a Mexico fan. My name is John Jagu. Appreciate everyone uh, listening live here on the YouTube and everyone on the chat. Uh, thanks for the information about the Spanish National Anthem, which probably there are no words, which uh, answers that question. And uh, for you folks uh, that are listening to this, uh, downloaded from uh, iTunes, we appreciate y'all. Please uh, rate us on iTunes if you could. Uh, uh, tell us your thoughts. Uh, review us if you can as well. We would certainly appreciate it. Uh, we take uh, all uh, <clears throat> our reviews very seriously, uh, con- uh, criticism, constructive, and otherwise. So we do appreciate uh, everyone's thoughts. My name is John Jagu. We will talk to you guys next week. Thanks very much. <laughs>